0: bought this new one from uh, germany a guy a horse called luke and uh again he was he was i had to do 13 shares because he was a bit more expensive wow. and it turned up in uh, aiken and then it was the weekend of that uh, bruce's field showcase so he would only been there for a day and there was a few people there that have helped me with other horses so I pulled him out to show him off and i'm trotting around you know, look at the trot on this horse, and oh, then no. having a canter, and then all of a sudden he put his head down and just pelted me. Oh
1: no! Threw me <laughs> off. he
0: ran away.
1: Oh, Actually, no. Joe was there
0: trying to catch him. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast. The show for Eventing Fans by Eventing Fans.
1: And again, Karen, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Main and Tail. Yeah, love them. Love Main and Tail. Again, this is still in our ProTech kind of uh, series of products that we're trying to hide. So what do we have this week, Karen?
2: This week we have the Protect Thrush Treatment.
1: Thrush Treatment. Oh my gosh. You mean there's a thrush treatment that won't turn you purple?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> what that's like. That's, that
1: is terrible. So this stuff here, full complete treatment for the entire hook. That mm-hmm. deep penetrating formula assures complete and effective treatment. Kills the bacteria associated with the thrush and kills other opportunistic bacteria and fungi karen not fun guys like me no
2: not fungi like you
1: fun guys that you what, don't yeah, want growing. yeah right 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 <laughs> so how do we use this stuff
2: easy to use just wash out the hoof with the mane and tail protect antimicrobial medicated shampoo first
1: yeah, we talked about that last. yes week. we did
2: and then dry it off with the towel and then add the protect thrush treatment
1: there you go so give it a good washing that's an antimicrobial and antifungal right. shampoo. Mm-hmm. Then you put the treatment in there, and voila, Karen! Voila! All oh, this that's turning purple and getting stinky. Yeah, so again, thank you, main and tail, very much. And uh, these, uh, this Protect line is, is really uh, a problem solver for so many of us out there. Hey, Karen, we'd like to also thank our sponsor for this episode, High Low Fit.
2: Yeah, great stuff.
1: Great stuff. Yes. Fed is sponsoring Boyd Martin, obviously. They're mm-hmm. a new sponsor for Boyd, and they're all over the place. We saw them, met up with those guys in Kentucky, and got to see the product in person in Kentucky and Carolina. Yeah,
2: Carolina. Had yep. a good
1: time. Mm-hmm. So, the cool thing about it is, it's not just for the Boyd Martins of the world.
2: No, it's for everyone.
1: It's for everybody. So, obviously if you're uh, if you're really trying to compete hard you and you're training your horse you want to know if your horse's heartbeat is in the right range for training but also yourself yourself and if you're just uh, a pleasure rider or you go out on weekends and you do some long trails Mm -hmm. that horse also you want to know how much force is on that horse's heart right there Mm -hmm. so this is a good way to monitor your horse for training it's compatible with all you know cell phones, Apple Watch, you just connect through Bluetooth. Right? Yep,
2: yep. And it's competitively priced $349 for the hardware and an app subscription of $10 a month or you could do $99 a year or for $599 total. You can buy this hardware and a lifetime app subscription. That's pretty awesome. So it is.
1: It is. That's. That's. There's a lot of different options for mm-hmm. people to do, and it's. Um, you, you get this technology on you. So, got to take care of your horse. Got to take care of yourself. So, like I say, it's for, for professionals, amateurs. We just think this is amazing technology, and we can't wait for everyone to get out there.
2: To learn more about HiloFit, visit HiloFit.com.
1: Yeah, HiloFit, Know your ride. So Karen, as we get into this Boyd Martin interview, it's a doozy.
2: It sure is, it's but doozy. it's fun.
1: It's fun. So hopefully for our our regular listeners, um, this isn't a normal interview, is it?
2: No, no, not at all.
1: So being that a lot of people know Boyd Martin's story, they they've heard the stories of how he came up mm-hmm. and started writing, and they know, you know, the the barn fire stories, mm-hmm. and the, you know, and everyone. If if you want to hear about the latest, you know land river kentucky ride you know the usca podcast did a great job talking Mm -hmm. about that um so
2: we just wanted to try something different and get into the mind of
1: Boyd martin we're getting into the mind of Boyd martin here so um so some of the subjects are a little bit sensitive but hopefully everyone understands that this is uh uh, a really awesome awesome interview Mm -hmm. it's uh, probably the 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 only interview i've ever heard Boyd do like this yeah so we're pretty sure to uh, listen up because yeah hold on to your seats
2: <laughs> sit back and relax sit back
1: <laughs> grab a coffee maybe two this is a long one and uh we hope that everyone enjoys um we love the feedback so without further ado Boyd martin i'm karen and I'm Rob And Karen, special episode Special Special episode by, by high request mm-hmm. Many, many requests uh, I've been telling people I know this guy for a long time I've been kind of fibbing, don't know him at just all Just a little, yeah just, just met him the other day <laughs> <laughs> uh, We are at the beautiful Windura USA Talking to Boyd Martin himself Boyd Welcome, welcome. to my basement <laughs> <laughs> It's a... It's a, a, I don't a know ninja
0: course ba- basement Ninja, <laughs> basement. ninja course basement, I love it So in winter... So for anyone listening, we've got uh uh ladder, we've got swings, we've got ropes we've got um, the balance beam for gymnastics and uh you know in the winter with these kids come down here in the evening, and then we've got this ninja course set up down here and uh see on the wall there all the times are of uh the fastest <laughs> ninja course. <laughs> Where's your name up there? There it is. Um, I'm not good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you the bottom. <laughs> uh, next-door neighbor, a guy called Jamie Hicks that sells us the hay. Yeah. He uh, he holds the record and he's a, he's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does uh, – you can see that he does the whole ninja course in a minute 25. I think I'm two minutes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. He exhausts the kids before they go to bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking a little lean these days. You've been yeah. on a diet or what's going on with you? I got, well, I got really – you know, but beginning of the year, you know what it's like. You, you know, yeah. November, December. I'm going to the Eagles game. Drinking, <laughs> yeah. and eating as much as I can, and and probably not working that much. You know, the horses are out, and then uh, <clears throat> stepped on the scales, probably one ninety at the. Uh, I, I would dream of being one ninety. <laughs> January first, and then. Five, like in I've, in Aiken, I live with a uh, jockey. Guy called Mark Beecher, timber jockey,
3: mm-hmm.
0: one of the Americas. Well, he's an Irish guy, best jockey. So he got me on this uh, soup diet. And soup. Oh. You can eat as much as this soup as you want, and you you, you don't put on any weight. And I like it too. It's like all these vegetables, and uh, stop drinking, and uh, yeah. So then I'm down to about 162 over wow. like time that wow. uh, Kentucky was. How's your energy level? With I'm deep? fine actually. I mean, I I mean part of it is. I'm pretty unhealthy in November, December, but then <laughs> ultra healthy, and then just working all day. I mean, yeah. you don't get hungry when you work all day, and um, and no, you feel better too. You know, like I, you know, stop stop drinking, you feel sharper in the day, and I don't know if you're busy all day, you don't get hungry. I mean, it sucks to be honest. The first like ten pounds or whatever <sighs> uh, kills, and then once you get in the roll of things, then you, you you're good. So.
1: I'm not. I should start drinking some soup. I think <laughs> I need a couple.
0: Mark Beach's vegetable soup. <laughs> I'm going to sell it. Actually,
2: <laughs> we actually tried that once. I think when you were cabbage, in the Marines. The yeah, soup. you yeah. you lasted like an hour. I think a half. Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and my discipline was very low at that time. Now, right now, I could probably do it.
2: But you were in the Marines, so yeah. that's what's yeah. kind of funny. Was, depends. <laughs> what, it
0: depends on you. You know, like it, it November and December are quiet time. You know, so we're we're. Teaching a few clinics, I was in Japan teaching, and then um, do a bit of fox hunting and and football and everything. I got turned into a proper American. <laughs> a proper American. And then uh, then reality sets in where you got to go. Okay, I better get serious about this. This gig I'm in. This racket I'm in. So talking about the the
1: the the property here and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So. I know we we had talked before, I joked around. We we know you a little bit. We've known you for a good couple of years now and got to get to know you. You were telling me once before about this property. How how did you find Windora? was it fox hunting at one time or what?
0: Uh let's see. Well um so basically I came over from Australia and then I worked for Philip. And then both Silver Silver worked for Philip as well. And then um did that for a couple of years. And then we bought just a townhouse in Unionville, and then um I changed my nationality, worked, rode for America, went to the WEG and then and then we started our own business but rented that top barn at Phillips and then, to be honest, Silver's dressage business and my eventing business was all crammed into this um, 16-stall barn and then um, we thought, oh, wouldn't it be good to have our own place? And This place wasn't actually for sale but Silver was brave enough to walk in here and talk to the guy. It was a corn farm. And ask wow. if he'd ever sell it, wow. and give credit to Silver. Like I, I mean, I think that's weird, just knocking on someone's door And uh, it's funny though, like um, like the house we're in now. I, I never walked into this house. Like when we looked at the property, all I was doing was sort of walking around, like thinking where the jumping ring would be <laughs> yeah. and where would the stables be and the cross country course. And uh, I never even walked into the house. I, wow. I couldn't care less where I slept, you know, like Silva's in here measuring the wardrobe. <laughs> you know, the kitchen, like trying to work out what sort of oven it was. And I said, oh, I was, as long as it doesn't leak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now where's the, what, what there was no horse, where, was Silva's barn here? Yeah,
0: so there was six, um, there, it was a six-door barn here. Um, so uh, um, they had some fox hunting horses here. We're, we're right on the edge of, some uh, the Cheshire f- fox hunt country, and, and next door to us is Runnymede, which is three thousand acres of protected land. And I never realised how awesome it would be to be um, next door to open country like that. Like I just d- didn't even realise how fortunate it was until we actually moved here with horses and realised that just just endless, endless hacking and riding and and some good gallops out there. And that's awesome. Um, It's uh, we're very very lucky. And
1: and then you, so besides what you have here, now and then you bought next door. You bought what was that? School or hospital or?
0: Uh, Yeah, it was an elementary school. So that was a funny story. Actually, it was um, bought at auction. So we're at the training for the uh, the uh, 2016 Olympics. We're in Ocala, and then this place next door, it was an elementary school, came on, went into foreclosure, went broke. And then I thought, oh, it would be great to have another stable, you know. And uh, so I'm bidding on the phone and uh, <laughs> a banker like said, okay, you're bidding against some Muslims that wanted to build a mosque <laughs> and some Amish that want to build a facility for their elderly and mentally unstable Amish." Oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, and that's what we're up against. And- <clears throat> And uh, so we we're lucky there. We built it and um, we're converting that into about 24 stalls. And at the moment, wow. Lillian Hurd uh, rents it. So she um, put the big sign up. That's
1: uh, yeah. recent. That was great.
0: And it's pretty cool. I mean, it's not like obviously um, income sources of income is a real prick in this game. You know, like it's a labor intensive job. You know, you usually you got to be riding a horse or teaching a lesson. So. I don't know, I mean, at the moment things are tight but I think in like 10 years' time we'll be really glad we did it, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to get a bit of money coming in uh, rental or with the cross-country schooling or whatnot because, you know, like it's it's it's, uh, it's a hard job to make money and if you can get a bit of money creeping in without physically doing too much work, I think eventually that's the, the key. I mean, it's it makes it tough this period now because we're – borrowing more than we're earning <laughs> but I, I think eventually once we get it paid off we'll be it'll be happy days so. but that's yeah. what's smart
1: too like you're that was anyone else doing what you're doing where like you've built a real like legit world-class training mm-hmm. facility was that always the was that always the goal and and opening up to the public was that uh just because you're like crap i gotta pay for this or was it always the plan to- I,
0: I like to say i'm a genius yeah. but, uh, <laughs> Uh I don't know like in Australia where I got started we did a lot of cross country schooling just because in Australia there was one event a month you know it wasn't wow. wasn't like America where there's um three events a week you know and so we did a lot of cross country schooling where I was in Lockenvar at, at the New South Wales Equestrian Centre and I always remembered how um how much it improved the horses and how much easier it was to compete them where in America up until recently you sort of just been competing them to get mileage on them so and then it just evolved a bit we had this field and put 10 jumps out there and then 20 <laughs> jumps out there and then someone said oh could I come over and use it so I said yeah righto and then I started charging people 25 bucks to come use it and then Silver used to go nuts though cuz I'd I'd start buying more and more jumps and building more and more <laughs> stuff and and, uh, I mean, she'd go crazy because there'd just be truckloads of jumps turning up from Eric Bull. And <laughs> oh, and geez. then she actually saw the schooling checks rolling in. Oh, there and, we go. Uh-huh. Now, 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 now she's changed her tune a bit. I
1: remember one time you told me you said something along the lines of, like, uh, someone's asking, hey, what are you doing out there? And you're like, oh, I'm just building a cross-country jump. And next thing you know, it's a bulldozers out there and you're putting a sunken road in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
0: it's been good, though. I mean, to be honest, it's it's Turned into a hobby too like um uh, one thing i love are the high level people training here you know like mm-hmm. i th- i think it's healthy it's a, what are they steel sharp and steel you know of being out there and Phillips brings his horses over cross country schooling and you know i'm jumping at the same time and and you know it's i i get a real kick out of that and then Um, you know, young kids as well coming over to practice their jumping. I think Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool that they can come and bring their horses to the same spot as some of the best horses in the country training. And I don't know. Like I don't have many hobbies. Like I'm basically just 100% all into this. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, especially at this time of the year where it's light out, you know, I'll put some music on and head out there and shuffle some jumps (laughs) around and And, uh, I've seen you out there a lot. Yeah, you're yeah. Out there yeah. The tractor and just. You I mean, and the it's dog. good because I think it I know sort of what jumps are coming up at the next shows, and I don't know. It's there, a, a tiny bit of something else to do. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, like if like we're not far from Fairhill or, or Plantation they have schooling's, but it's always mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, uh out here. What's nice that I think is cool is that you set up small jumps with the questions that are a little bit more advanced. That mm-hmm. so like you're you're able to train horses. Th- on, on small jumps, but still get all the different combinations and get them in and out of the one. I think that's mm-hmm. just, and you can't do that at Fair Hill mm-hmm. when like a six hours of open schooling and there's a big line at the water and you know here.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think. I, I mean, I learned a lot in Australia. You know, like you got a baby ditch next to a novice ditch next to a training ditch. You know that you yeah. can sort of the progressions. Yeah, yeah. Right where if of, you just had the big training ditch, you just either jump it or you don't. You know. Yeah. Where, <laughs> and like I think, in my opinion, I think. Trying to build four star, or five star combinations out of preliminary size jumps, where if you get it wrong, you don't fall over. You know, you you know, you might bump it or have a run out or something, but yeah, it's not that big where the horses get the idea of it without scaring them. And I think that's the key with the schooling is to try and not. You're not trying. Like I would hardly jump bigger than prelim out there on the even on the best horses. Really? Yeah, but they're. Even a training jump right on top of a mound, one stride in front of a ditch, is it's like a advanced type of question. Wow,
1: that's amazing. So, yeah. so you're like most everything out there is prelim.
0: Yeah, there wouldn't be anything anything over prelim. Um, wow. Hmm. Um, but remember, if you put a prelim, three prelim jumps in a row, one on a mound and. One skinny, one. You know, all of a sudden, it's, it's. probably mean, to be fair, like it's, uh, you know, before the week before Kentucky, it's amazing the horses and riders that come over here to practice. You know, we've man. got the, the You're double bad. mounds. You know, those double mounds at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I built them exactly the same dimension. Um, <laughs> you know, because yeah, it's yeah. of, of, often a troublesome jump, and that we got a wow. k- couple coffins and water and. Man. I don't know it's, it's cool. I I enjoy it, and um, one of my best friends is a farmer, and he's really into it. A guy called Jamie Hicks, and he's aerating the course and putting mushroom compost and reseeding, and he's got right into footing, and oh, he's cool. now uh, the the groundsman at Plantation oh, as well. Nice. So it's sort of linked up. You know, uh, he, he we don't have much in common, but we do now. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, <clears throat> you know even trying to figure out what length of grass is the best really? to cut and wow. stuff like that yeah huh. so it's uh, it's world class yeah uh,
1: it's amazing
0: yeah it's near i'm nearly out of room though yeah. <laughs> I, I just built two tracanas last week and then uh I think we're out of real estate. There
1: used so. to be a a, a, hay, a hay field out front. That's cross uh, yeah, country. Yeah, that's going yeah, yeah. I got to buy more hay.
0: Yeah, right. yeah I got to buy more hay now.
1: Uh, in case people don't un- realize, we're probably not going to do the normal major league eventing kind of. You know, pretty much. Boy, the what one thing about doing this interview was uh, with me and Karen was you know you, you're out there like you mm-hmm. do a lot of interviews. People are always asking questions, so we know that a lot of people we always ask about how people started. We're not going to ask you that because mm-hmm. you've kind of said it yeah. a couple hundred times, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it's weird people- though. It's weird though. You know when you – one thing I hate about – not hate, but when, you, don't, you on a normal interview you never really know. It's the same standard answers. You know, like if someone gets interviewed at a show, how much can you learn from someone in a 30-second clip? Right. right. You know, oh, I'm really proud of my horse. He went really good. What do you think of the course? It's really tough and yada, yada, yada. Like it's not – it's uh, I mean, it's cool, but it's not really who they I'm are. I want
1: to get into the mind of Boyd Martin here. But when I say that, I'm like, so here's the thing that I think, like, and this is this is great because as, as kind of like a friend of yours, I never get a chance to sit down and actually just pick your brain. Yeah. So this is kind of cool for me, yeah. But you know, so you're you're um, you're probably the number one most public person out there, but a lot of it is your own promotion machine. You have a full-time like PR people Mm -hmm. and and things like that. Is that, was that all strategy? Is that on purpose? Like how is the, like uh, there's Mm -hmm. so many people out there and there was just a question I saw on social media that way. Hey, how do I use
0: social media? And I think Mm -hmm. to myself,
1: like you you got the,
0: yeah, it's a funny thing. Social media. So I, I got a love hate relationship with it,
1: but you have your blog and your website and all that stuff. I mean, you have your email list. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think what, it's a funny thing, you know. Like, say Facebook, right? Is I'm gonna, I am going i do not know. Like, there's Boyd Martin the person, and then there's Boyd Martin the athlete. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I don't know. Like, I get slowly getting sick and tired of a Monday morning going to Facebook, and then everyone does like a report on themselves. You know, I, I you know, it just gets old. That so and so came twelfth. You know, but that's just me. You know, and I've been in, in this for a while, so. It's a tricky one because I don't know how to say this, but like I th- it's more important in America, I think, to be a good rider, a good trainer, a master horseman, and a top competitor than a master at Facebook. And unfortunately, sometimes someone's a master at Facebook. Yeah, but you're that guy too. And, and, yeah, well, to be honest. <laughs> so I pay, I pay two people. Uh, shout out to Lisa Thomas and Amber Heinsberger who, uh, who do it for me. I mean, I give them the stuff, but I don't know. Like, part of me hates also, I don't want to be the one telling everyone how wonderful I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like that gets old too. Like, I don't think that your stuff's like that. Nah, but it's important. I think if, you know, people are interested in what you're doing, I'd rather, Get the information to Lisa or Amber, and then they throw it out there. Do you think
1: that it helps with? uh Like you have a you have a whole lot of horses in the barn. Do you have any idea how many horses you have right now?
0: I mean, um, it's hard to it's hard to work out in my group if for horses for me. It like proper proper competition, real deal ones. I mean, it fluctuates between about twelve and fifteen, but then our pool's bigger. Like the guys that all work for me have a couple of horses Mm -hmm. each or one horse each. And then we've got some babies in the, you know, like it, it, um, you know, but my core group of uh, minor usually around that, there used to be more, but it's to be really good. It's, it's, you can't do crazy numbers.
1: Yeah. Well, do you think that like, like, you have a lot of syndicates Mm -hmm. and, 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 and people who own single horses. So do you think that you're, social media site like is that is that something that helps you get get more owners and stuff or what is it that's helping you get owners
0: uh, i mean it's it's i got to say it's freaking hard work yeah. um and that would be um just the the number one for me anyway that's the number one if you can't get owners if you can't get the horses i mean it's 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 uh doesn't matter how good you are you know, and it's it's hard work. And there's not a day goes by where I'm not, you know, I wish I could, all I did all day was ride horses. I mean, it, that would be my ideal day where I'd wake up, <laughs> hob on a horse and just ride all day. But there's not a day goes by where I'm not, um, I don't want to say working, it, uh, like trying to inform the owners how their horses are going. Mm-hmm. If i got a new horse, trying to find some other people to come in on it. Like there's it's it's a lot of um it's so much more than just writing, you know, and um you know, it gets easier once you get more accomplished. I think the hardest thing is when you're starting out and you you know you're good but you don't have the it you know, that's hard to you don't have the credentials behind you. So right. you're really on the lookout or, or trying to find people that believe in you. And mm-hmm. I suppose where I got started in America I was very lucky, um working for Philip because I got to ride all, all of his young horses. Um, so that was a great advertisement that I knew what I was doing and and like I never snaked any of his owners but I got to know his owners that had friends mm-hmm. that got involved in eventing. So mm-hmm. that was a good little um, head start and, you know, and I think clinics were a huge thing. I, I was very, very lucky that I, I did a lot of clinics, especially in the New York area up in Millbrook and they um they turned into a really really awesome group of people that um helped me out with a, a number of horses and still do um but it's hard work i mean and there's no rob there's there's no set way of doing it you know everyone's got a different way of doing it. and there's not a blueprint you know in the sense of you know i'm a pretty friendly guy that's um i don't know um out there like and I got good support. Philip Dutton is a weirdo. Like he, he <laughs> like he can hardly get a sentence out of yeah. him. But he's done well too. Like for a guy that's not very ca- charismatic, doesn't say much, mm-hmm. and he's had a, 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 some of the greatest supporters ever. Sure. Yeah. And um, you know, and obviously, um, yeah. Everyone, everyone's different. You know, I think. Say, Shramo's doing pretty good at the moment. Mm-hmm. And he's. Obviously a great clinician and then um, goes hard on the social media, which I think some people. But
1: he's working hard. I mean, we interviewed him. And the day we interviewed him, he's sitting in the airport in Philadelphia heading out to a clinic. Yeah, yeah. Weather was going to be terrible, so he was going to double up the Saturday-Sunday clinic on the one day, which Mm is double the. You know, that's an exhausting day to get
2: back on Sunday to coach,
1: which and, and that morning he was already riding a <coughs> bunch of horses and mm-hmm. and then uh, and then teaching a bunch. So do you think that the guy think like ever at the convention, there was a there was some debate or oh, I read that, yeah. you know, talking about, is it easier for the men than the ladies? And I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I'm an outside guy. Mm mm-hmm. I have a son, so I would. I mean, I, I would have two sons, but they write, you know. But I, I don't see. I don't see that. That's is that the case? Do you feel that that's an advantage
0: that you're a guy out there? I I didn't I didn't hear that or um hear that. I heard about it though, and I read there was an article on the U.S. eventing, and I mean, firstly, if I thought that, I'd never say it. Like, I just, think, <laughs> I just think it. Like it just, you just look like a and to just a loser mentality you know like if poor me i can't do it help me out because everyone else has got it easier which is bullshit you know and uh you know like everyone's got a different it's a bit be like dom complaining no one wants to help him because he's an aboriginal mm. or you know or me complaining that these other guys in America, they've got family farms so they don't mm-hmm. have to pay rent. You know, like it's just everyone, everyone's everyone got a reason why everyone else has got it better, you know, and it's and the more you get stuck on that, it, it, the more you, you're convincing yourself that everyone's got it easier. It's which, a limiting mm-hmm. belief. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, really, like, you know, Tammy Smith. Oh, mm-hmm. man, we love her. She's got a squadron of owners. Yeah. yeah. Jenny Brannigan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like this whole… I mean I don't want to ramble on, but like Ros Cantor, um Beezy Madden, like Ingrid Klimke, like t- someone forgot to tell them that they women. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I, I I'm I'm sure I mean I tell you one thing that I think, you know, if you look at say me or Buck or Philip, we ride a lot of crap horses, especially yeah. when we're starting. Like we open the floodgates and if you I don't care what sort of horse you got, if you're gonna send it for training we'll take it you know if a lot of my owners developed from that you know a lot of people had a a horse that was i don't want to say unrideable but not what you the ideal dream horse Mm -hmm. would be and you took it and you took it in and you put put it to work and, and then you developed a relationship with the person and then away you go and you know and i think um it's a tricky one with uh, a few of the people, you know, they're very selective of what horses they're going to bring in. So then they miss those sort of owners that could potentially be big players further on in their career, you know, and, and for sure, you know, I'm trying not to do it so much anymore, but to start with for the first five, six, seven years, like I'd take anything, you know, ride anything and um, do the best I could with it and, then maybe try to sell that horse and, and build up a good friendship or yeah. whatever with the owner and, and if
1: you can make them a couple bucks and make them exactly, feel like oh, yeah. You know, this and guy's that's gonna...
0: that's the hard part is like you know, every, you know, you gotta do a lot of things you don't want to do or don't feel like doing to to do it. So I don't know. It's uh it's not easy though. I'll tell you that. It's it, when you're trying to find owners I mean I I struggle too, you know you like be juggling like yeah.
1: it's gotta be like <laughs> maybe this is a terrible analogy, but do you ever feel like you're like a guy that's got like a whole bunch of girlfriends that you all have to keep them all happy. All yeah, like I, I've never been that guy. Right. I mean, you yeah. see me, me, you see yeah. me, you yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you have a lot of people you're trying to juggle. You, I mean, how do you even keep track of who owns what horse? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you have a lot of different people. You're,
0: yeah. I mean, it's um, you're fox hunting. I mean, fox hunting.
1: Yeah. I know you enjoy it, but I mean, yeah. that's kind of like golf for yeah. like a business person too, right? Like that's you're meeting people. Doing yeah, that.
0: yes, and no. I mean, I um. Because I do a fair bit of fox hunting here in Cheshire and uh, I often get accused, oh, you're just trying to, rat, uh, <laughs> you know, owners. drum up owners, yeah. you know, and and to be honest, I, I hardly have anyone from the Cheshire fox hunt that help me out, you right? know, like, and it's just, that's my w- winter hobby when eventing's finished. But, I mean… Um, you know, Philip has got a lot of the, had had a lot of the Cheshire Fox Hunt. You know, just because their passions horses and jumping and galloping, and that's what his job is. You know, and um, I don't know. It's it's a hard a hard game, and it's it is a juggling act in the sense of, it, you know, every um every owner gets wants something else out of it. Um, I'll give you an example, like. And he won't mind me saying, it, Stephen Blauner has been a huge supporter of me, and and he helps Doug Payne out now. I don't think he gives a crap about the training at home. He wants to go to the big show. He wants to rock up at Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shirt on. He wants to drink a uh, grapefruit and vodka and and go for it. You know, he doesn't want to go to full gallop horse trials, beginning novice, you know. And then I've got another lady that's brilliant. is a lady called Kathleen Crompton, mm-hmm. and she just loves the process. Loves coming to the farm, watching the horses jump, seeing them develop, you know. And so it's and she doesn't, you know. I'm sure she likes the big shows, but it's that's not really her thing. She mm-hmm. likes the, you know, the process or whatever. Or, or Philip said, you know, his biggest one of his bigger ones was Annie Jones, who enjoyed coming to braid the horse up. Before the dressage, okay. really? <laughs> so she likes being the hands-on thing. So wow. I, you know, I think everyone's slightly different, and um, and uh, I think part of your job is to figure out what you know what part do they enjoy, and and also if you if you're going to propose a horse to them as as um, you know what where what sort of horse where, whereabouts in in its career would this it suit that person and. Um, but it's hard mate it's not a day goes by where they're not working at it and uh like today i probably jumped uh eight or nine horses wow. and made videos on all of them and hmm. emailed them to the, all the owners to tell them how they're going you know like you got to make the extra. but that's
1: that's the thing is you're you're doing the you it's a business you, you 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 you're you're treating it like it's uh you know you have shareholders hmm. or investors i guess would you call I'll tell
0: you it? one or? thing though is, there's a mentality too like how do I say this correctly? There'd be some really good riders that f- I think come across feeling like they're entitled to owners to come to them. Hmm. Like that, hey, I'm one of America's best riders, you should send me a horse. And there'd be some that are, oh, my God, I'm so grateful and thankful that you'd be willing to pay me to ride a, a horse. Sure. And And I think coming from... Australia or starting out at zero here mm-hmm. in America is like I definitely are very very grateful and thankful and absolutely in debt to these someone that's prepared to to leave me a horse to to let me train and see how far I could go to it so then and I think that mentality um has been good to me you know, and now I'm still thankful you know like it's uh, and it i don't take it for granted and and that would be um now no one comes out and says that but that's the i don't know from an outsider looking in and you're sort of trying to evaluate people's plan you know it's do you some- ever
1: feel like you get like um from from other people like you get like uh oh it's easy for boyd he's got it kind of just everything's coming his way a little
0: it? bit. When I read that thing about uh, how if you're a charming male in America, it's easy to get owners.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. might as well just said, if your name's Boyd Martin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read that and I said, you wouldn't believe how many freaking clinics, how many phone calls, emails, cocktail parties I grind away at, you know, trying to trying to get in there and <clears throat> do right by these You know, like you just – Anyway, like I said, I mean it's just. Uh,
1: I'm with you. Well, you know, and one, one thing, one thing that Karen and I are, we've mentioned on the show before. Joe, our son, younger son, works for you. He's worked here for a couple of years for you, yep. and uh, one of the greatest thing that Karen and I are so grateful for that he learns here mm-hmm. from you is you know all the all the hardship that goes on here all mm-hmm. the all the, the way you handle the adversity when a horse is not mm-hmm. perfect and, and he gets to see the work and he gets to understand how, how you got to keep working every day and mm-hmm. how when things get you down it doesn't st- you know we won't go into it but you know you had your barn burned down mm-hmm. you've had family emergencies you had silva uh get injured you had the leo bones, was, was was um a high-risk pregnancy i mean you know and the fact is you <laughs> you make it look easy because you're mm-hmm. you 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 show up to work every day mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot of people are are very uh they'll pack it up they'll pack it mm-hmm. in pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, you make it look easy. Like Mm -hmm. it's very easy to look at you from the outside and think, man, Boyd's just, everything just goes his way. But when you really (laughs) look at it, you're like, wait a minute,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lucky though. I think um, a couple of things. I think I've been very lucky in upbringing. Like I had two parents that are true survivors and great role models. And then I had a couple of mentors along the way, a guy called Heath Ryan in Australia and then obviously Philip Dutton here who I really worked for and trained alongside and and looked up to and the lessons I learnt from those guys and my parents weren't paid lessons. They were just sitting back and watching um, how you get the job done and how you, you deal when things go wrong you, you got to keep grinding away and you know I'd like to think that, you know I've got a, a great group of people that work here and um, I would truly care to see them do well in life you know and I think obviously my main goal would be that they'd be great international riders and make a business for themselves but you know not just you know I suppose uh, there have been two corny life lessons here you know like as everyone's going to be dealt a crap hand now and then and um, and trying to figure out how to how to deal with it and push on and, and whatnot. And I think, um, you know, with all the setbacks we've had is, like there wasn't ever a moment where I sat down on the couch and shut my eyes and said, okay, I've got to push through this. I've got to figure it out. Like it just... It happened naturally and I'm pretty sure it was the upbringing or, or life events along the way that were around you, you know, and um, and that would be why yeah, someone that works for someone gets so much more of a lesson than the person that turns up with $100 for a writing lesson twice a week mm-hmm. and that's the... The biggest lessons I'd say to the you know these guys that work for me is yeah it's not really writing lessons you know it's how to manage all this stuff okay. how to deal with <laughs> setbacks how yeah. to and then also when things go well don't you know you can't go on a three day bender <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. back to I work mean, you came back to Kentucky you, uh, you just yeah.
1: came, came in won the national you know yeah. title in Kentucky yeah. and uh, you were back to work Monday
0: mm. that national titles things. I it sounds bad though. Does that sound bad? I don't reckon it's, uh, you know, like uh, come second though, and you get you get all this trophy yeah. and award, and I you know, feel like, like they
1: created that just so the Europeans I don't, get, I <laughs> so think, the Americans get. I I no, like, I,
0: I think it's uh, it feels like the uh, sport, uh, the participation award or the sportsmanship <laughs> oh. award. You know, like, uh, I mean, it's I'm great. The guy who uh, it's called the Roger Howler uh, Trophy. And who's a great guy? He died a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And his wife's a a darling, uh, Ann Howler. But uh, that whole Saturday and Sunday when they're talking about the national champion, I'm thinking, hang on, I'm second here. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I. I,
1: uh, You were close. And, and I mean, it isn't like you you did, you put in, uh, you know, obviously a great test and then you finished on it. I mean, like uh, you did, everything mm -hmm. kind of went according to plan. Yeah.
0: But we didn't win, though. But you didn't win. Yeah, and then you shouldn't get a big trophy <laughs> if you don't win. I'm
1: kind of, I'm kind of. So, but
0: I'll take the check though. Yeah,
1: I'll take, I'll take, I'll take <laughs> the bottle of bourbon back. That yeah, I brought yeah, back. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, like for example, I will come back, I get take the check. <laughs> come back, and uh you know, like uh, you're
1: wanna, still not satisfied. You don't have a satisfied. No, no, no. Bottle.
0: What I'm saying though is, I think it's wrong for America to have their private own contest.
1: I'm with you. Okay. At Kentucky. Sure. Mm-hmm. The
0: winner is the winner. The person that comes second, second, yada, yada, yada. It shouldn't be yeah, a trophy and awards. You know, like, for example, there was a, the build, one of the builders at our farm came up and said, Oh, I saw a picture. Congratulations, you won. No, <laughs> You're like, no I didn't win. You know, I was the. Highest pla- pra- placed American, you know, like it's anyway. I don't want to r- rattle on. It was a a wonderful trophy because the Roger Howell is a great guy. But yeah. it, I think it, it, it's like, could you imagine that at the Olympics? There's gold, silver, yeah. bronze, yeah. And you can't that's have it. like the highest placed lady rider or yeah, yeah. You know, like it's the that's kind of
1: weird too. Like in in the USCA. Where's the highest place male rider? There's right. none of that. <laughs> Where's that, man? I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about, hey, going back to that other conversation, yeah, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of don't understand because I think that the ladies are – I mean, they're fantastic. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I kind of wonder about – it. I hope, Karen, I hope – is that chauvinistic? No, I it? I, I,
2: I agree. Weird. I agree 100%. I, mean, I can understand
1: the mayor and, the, you know, stadiums. But what if
0: you had the highest place male award?
1: That's what's
2: weird. And not the women? Yeah. Well, then that wouldn't yeah. be fair.
0: Yeah. You know? they uh, right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But they have, like you said, like the highest place stallion and mare. But well, that makes so sense. So why not?
1: Well, they, you know, that's like breeding and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but though. still, but it's. I don't know. I don't know. But there's so many awesome women. It's. uh,
0: Yeah, it's a funny sport. I'm an equal
1: person. Like when I uh. hear. Uh, when I was in the Marines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I. Part of the reason I got out of the Marines was because equal means equal to me. Exactly. And. Even in the military. Equal didn't equal. Mean equal like there were some times what i did was i got in a little bit of trouble because i held some ladies up to a standard that uh i would have held you up to boy and and apparently that was frowned upon <laughs> so i got reprimanded tell us this story this is sounding better than, this is better than
0: my story now have you heard about this story before i've
2: heard it yeah
1: she lived it we were married yep, and yep. it was kind of and, and when you're in the military uh if you get in trouble not only did it take your rank, they can make you live on base you know i had a kid at home and uh (laughs) it was like i better watch myself yeah but i was just trying to just trying to hold everybody to the same standard you know that's because that's because i'm a black and white guy and like when people say i want equality or there is equality i believe it Mm -hmm. like especially in this sport like i think that that's what's great about eventing absolutely is that it doesn't matter if it's a a mare or a gelding a stallion a guy rider girl rider i mean there are so many amazing lady riders that um
0: i think it's also one of these uh it's probably the last equestrian sport where – well, not the last. I mean, there's no no reason why you can't do anything. But I think it's easier from someone who is not that well-bred to get in there and do well. Yeah. You know, like I think – I mean, show jumping would be harder.
1: Sure. Oh, yeah. Big money. It's incredible the yeah. money that has mm-hmm. to be.
0: Like, I mean, but, but to be fair, you know, like it's not an excuse though, you know. But I think in eventing – Fear uh you know, a couple of these guys that work for me haven't come from real good families, and they're looking like they could do it, you know, and um, be harder in show jumping. or Yeah, I mean, they're mm-hmm. winning two hundred fifty
1: thousand, but what was that entry on that <coughs> Wednesday night? Two hundred fifty thousand dollar open or something? Yeah. it's got to be, it's got to be some crazy. I'm thing. just
0: buying horses too. Like we can still maybe find a horse off the track if it's real good, mm-hmm. cheap, you know.
1: Yeah, how do you? Uh, I don't even know how that uh,
0: that show jumping. Yeah,
1: and to, well, silver's in the dressage. I mean, that's kind of the mm. same thing. It's it's all big money. The right?
0: way to do it, though, it, this is the way I've done it, and this is the way the program I do here is, is, I think if you're going to be real good, you've got to work for someone that's been real good, and you've got to do it for not six months or a year. I think five, eight years, you know, and that's the way I've. And it's hard, hard work. It's it's not glamorous. It's not. It's not what you think. It's, well, it's, funny it's to- seven days a week, <clears throat> early mornings, pouring rain mm-hmm. in the winter. You know, your other buddies from school are on holiday and you're just out here grinding away, grinding away. and And it's such a long, long process. And there's, I don't. I, I mean I don't, I can't see another way of doing it personally I'm sure there is another way and if you look at some of the other top riders in America they have done it slightly different but um it's a long process and it's grueling it's hard work and um you've got to find someone that's really really good and be absolutely obsessed with them
1: yeah well your guys are <sighs> Your guys are cleaning stalls and. and oh, different. they're hard,
0: mate, and they—they're—I mean, they're workers. I mean, I'm so thankful for them. I mean, they're out there till eight, nine o'clock at night some nights. I mean, they're—I mean, it's probably illegal what we're doing. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, but a lot of them have been here for seven, uh, six, seven years. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and it's a, a credit to them too that they're grinding away and they obviously feel like they're getting something out of it that they're—they're they're here still, you know, because it's a. Uh, it's there's only a couple moments of glamour, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that nice show
1: coat yeah. <laughs> at, the, at that event yeah, with that, uh, you know, the uh, nice white britches and tied like that is that's one uh, percent,
0: yeah, of, of, the, of the uniform. Yeah, it's a hard, hard, <laughs> hard, hard life. So, not, not, yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot of work, yeah, it's yeah. labor intensive and it's a lot of setback. I mean, you, I think you got to enjoy the process. You know, that like can't be just about winning. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get some sort of thrill about training the horses or improving your riding. Or, and obviously I love competition but, you know, there, there's there got a – it's a long career too. Like say a football player or a um, tennis uh, sure. f- a basketball player. I mean I'd be retired now. You know, I'm 39 years old, about to be 40. Like I'd be washed up, you know, and I'm still – Got 15, oh. 15 years of my prime career left, and, yeah. and if you're if I was a football player, I'd be done. Oh yeah, no way. Uh, how mm-hmm. old's Big Phil? Fifty five. Yeah,
1: and he's, I mean, come on, uh, I mean, time.
0: he's starting. To, this would be the first year he's starting to slow down a bit, though. Is he going to slow down? Um, well, I knew he was talking about slowing down, but it didn't. Seem I, like mean, it. He's, I mean, I oh, mean, yeah. he's obviously just a remarkable, remarkable guy. I mean, I think he's had a, he's, uh, I mean, he's been a good person to emulate too because he's been such a, a wonderful father. And, um, obviously his stepdaughter had that terrible brain injury, which Mm -hmm. I think has really, uh, taken his focus. And, um, you know, when I worked for him and then there was 40, 50 horses in work there, you know, and like, so I think he's, he's changed a bit where he's just streamlined. He's tightened it right up and he's just got 10 really, really good horses all really good owners, small group of staff and, and concentrating really hard on them. But um, like he doesn't do the the uh, full gallop beginner novice or the sporting days anymore. Like he, right. he just pulls them out at the big ones, which, to be honest, 55 years old, he's still going strong. But, I mean, he still rides better than anyone here, especially cross country. Like, I mean, he is, uh, he is uh, a freak.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> mm. Do you think you're – like do you see that in your future where you're going to and I know right now you have Mike Penn as like your mm-hmm. your your main rider guy taking the younger mm-hmm. stuff. Is that is that by design like
0: a little bit. I mean it's the most important thing is the people that work for you think like you. And it's uh it's a hard thing to put into words, but when you say think like you is um they've gotta really, really care. And when I say that is they gotta care so much about these horses that they treat them like gold, they care so much about the way they get ridden that when they're trotting them on the track doing their fitness work, they're they're concentrating, that they've got even contact in the rain, good position, the horse is in the right shape. They've got to care that when it's raining and thunderstorm at 2 in the morning they're going to get out of bed and bring them in from the field. Like they've got to be that hungry and it's very hard to find people that think like you. And so, anyway, um, getting off topic, but you know, like say, say Michael, who, um, for anyone listening, he he turned up eight years ago, probably, and I mean, he looked like a drowned rat, (laughs) (laughs) stole away on a ship, and (laughs) and you know, come from a you know pretty crappy beginning, and but had talent, and but but the biggest thing is he had he thinks the same way, and's just obsessed with with training horses, and um doesn't really have that much else in life which i thinks in a weird kind of way sometimes i think that's better like there's no fallback plan there's no better option like there's no family business they could be working for or university they could be graduating from like there's just nothing else but horses mm-hmm. and i um you know having you know having a person starting out that's just absolutely this is it or <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, i don't know what they're gonna do <laughs> and they love it too you know they gotta love it and have a passion for it and uh and uh and j- just it's not really about the money especially when they're young you know like because there's not that much money in it obviously especially when you're starting and they've you know anyway um it's, it's hard to find that brand of person and you go through 100 people before you find that sort of person. And you need that mm. in your groom and your manager, everyone. The guy that grooms your ring in the morning, he's got to want to do it perfect. You know, he's got to understand that the, the horse has got to have perfect footing for their feet to go on and jump on. You know, like if a guy goes in there and just spins around, I mean, we don't want... Yep. that person. You know. Well,
1: you got that like, Caesar yeah, is your exactly, right hand man. Yeah, and you know what's what's always uh, I've admired too was so Caesar's Mexican fella just got his green card. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably the best family man I know. Yeah, and he's a great ambassador for like Mexican immigrants. to yeah, be yeah. honest, as far as his hard work yeah. and that guy cares so. He takes yeah. so much pride in this.
0: Place. Absolutely. Yeah, he he's mm-hmm.
1: he, it's amazing the pride that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of. It makes me smile because I think about a plantation every year. He gets the job of helping to kind of groom the rings, and he's so proud because he wears his Windora hat and he puts the Windora on the front of the tractor. And he just, uh, he's just a proud, proud guy to be working here and representing Windora and and everything he does.
0: There's been a couple, a lot of people that I mean, some are some are moved on now, but there's, um, you know, there's been a bunch of people come and go, but then there's been a couple of those key people that you look back on it and you go, how what would we have done without them, you know? <laughs> because uh it's not it's not how much you pay them; it's they got to feel part of it and belong in it, and yeah. mm-hmm. and absolutely give their heart and soul to make it the best.
1: Yeah. And the fact that you treat them, you you, you know, you treat them like a uh, a full member of the team.
0: Yeah, know? and I think there's some sort of I don't know how to say it. I think there's some sort of camaraderie, knowing that. Um, what they're getting paid, or what they're earning, or what is everything generated from what we're doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, like Caesar cuts the grass on our cross country schooling course, gets paid from the people yeah. paying to right. cross country. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or <coughs> Michael's wages come from the owners sending horses us to train yeah. them. You mm-hmm. know, and it's a, it's a. And then obviously we've got Stephanie, who's head groom, and I hate the word groom because it just. Reminds me of someone that brushes a horse. Yeah,
1: she's so much more.
0: Yeah, So I don't know, manager. Yeah. What else? Like some, I, I mean, she's just a an organizer and uh, again, key person. Like mm-hmm. I, I'd be screwed without her. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I hate the word groom. Doesn't the groom just remind you of some person change it. Let's with change a, it. manager, yeah.
1: bar manager, know, operations even, manager, yeah, operations, operations. something?
0: Though.
1: I think that's the way to go. Because
0: in America, you know what I think sucks about America is there's this hobby mentality about horse industry like it's a profession she's a professional yeah. like say um silver's dad was a lawyer he's dead now he's in Germany and silver and her sister that when they finished high school they went to become professional dressage writers like he was proud to go to a cocktail party and say my my daughter's training at Herberta Schmidt to be a, a professional dressage writer where in America, you're like half the parents, are like, oh, he's just taking a gap year before yeah, he goes yeah, to right, right. get his arts degree. You know, like yeah. it's sort of yeah. this—I don't know. Now, well,
1: you know, Karen, uh, we're kind of the exception because we mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, absolutely. We, we, you know, Karen, Karen grew up aspiring to be a pro, and I think that I think the difference with Karen was her parents expected her not to be a pro yeah. and, no. and to get a real job, and mm-hmm. I was just too That's fat right. to ride.
0: <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> A bit harsh, mate. <laughs> I saw some photos of year back in your prime. Oh, <laughs> girl, I was chiselled. <laughs> <I was like, laughs>
1: but but no. But so so for us, it was like it, it is, uh, you know, something we're proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. we're like, man, this Joe Joe goes, and and we have some friends that are like, so uh, uh, what's what's he get paid over there? And it's like, well, you know, yeah, not, not, not really. <laughs> like, but but what do you mean? Like well well he's working 70 hours a week well yeah but like mm. you know you got to understand it's it's the opportunity it's the and there's something about work yeah there's something about saying oh, mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta get up every day mm-hmm. it's funny we just <laughs> my niece and nephew are gonna kill me so joe <laughs> joe uh, we have nieces and nephews that are all the same age as joe we have like three or four of them and uh <laughs> my joe's working it's easter sunday yeah. and we're at brunch yeah. joe's here working and uh the family's like, Oh, where's Joe? And we're like, Oh, he's he's at work and they're like the one the one niece who's maybe weeks older than Joe. Yeah, one she's week. like, geez, he's at work and we we had an Easter egg hunt today yeah. <laughs> you know? and they're all in college and they're doing great, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just the <laughs>
0: <laughs> – Yeah, it's a lot of sacrifices. Yeah. It's uh
1: But you know, Joe's not complaining. Joe gets uh, up and he goes to work. It's uh, uh
0: Yeah, and that's the thing though, is it's I mean, he's a, a great example. I mean, he'll remember He said turn up here when he was 14, didn't Mm -hmm. he? Yep. And then, uh, and he'd ride in the snow and, you know, and
1: night in the winters, he was around with a headlight on his head and while you guys were down south. Yeah. So,
0: but that's, you know, something that
1: you, you you know, was really impressive for us was that Joe, Joe talked to you and, (laughs) and, uh, he reached out to you a little bit. And and the fact that after Joe, Joe did a little help for you Uh and then, you messaged Joe. You probably don't remember this. You messaged Joe and said, hey, kid, I owe you a lesson right. for helping me out. Okay. And uh, I just thought, man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. First off, Boyd Martin is texting our 14-year-old. Hey, and, <laughs> and the fact that you, you just didn't take his help as a, as a um, well, that kid's privilege to be helping me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then it kind of worked into him, you know. He's like, hey, when can I work? And you're yeah. like, well, we started seven. He's coming. Out. The, the funny story is, uh, I don't know if you remember this, the, the rock story. Came.
2: Oh, yeah, the rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you, you guys sent Joe to pick up rocks in the paddock. Right. And uh, he did such a good job. He also picked up the, the rocks that were put out for erosion.
0: All oh, right. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> and, he,
1: and he came in for work. He was like, I was working. He says, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, a, he's a worker. I had
1: to put a whole bunch of rocks back. <laughs> no,
0: I don't think there's any way out of actually. The funny, you know, we laugh about it now, but like anyone that's good, I mean, they're hard workers, aren't they? Like especially in this game, like I, you know, like look at the show jumpers. I think you could, it could be a lot less work if you're a show jumper. Oh yeah, in yeah, oh, yeah. venue. I mean, it's 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 you know, I mean, I mean, I love work because I don't know what I'd do if it wasn't working. But <laughs> It's it's a grind.
1: You never yeah. thought about like uh, winding down into just being a show jumper or something like that.
0: No, I mean at the moment, I mean, I mean, I wish there were more hours in the day. I mean, I'm lucky because I'm, I'm motivated, I, I'm fired up, and uh, you know it's uh, going well, and I, I love getting out there too, and uh, it's good working with young people because you know, if you look at our crew, uh, other than a couple of the couple of the guys on the ground, like I'd be the oldest out of them all. So it's good being around young, energetic people that are a bit naive. Yeah. <laughs> no, and like you know, and, uh, I never know thought the, about that. That's probably yeah. – that does probably help It'd keep you yeah. – along yeah. a bit, yeah. 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 you got to keep up with the young kid that's yeah, got – exactly, you. and, you know, try and outwork him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's getting harder these days.
1: Right. That's funny. <laughs> so uh, why, why, going back to Kentucky a little bit, there was leading up to Kentucky. This might be a little controversial. If you don't want to answer this, don't worry about it. But it sounds scary. Kentucky yeah. <laughs> going into Kentucky, there was this whole fifteen point thing. What, do you have a theory on that? Like the whole fifteen point. The
0: uh, flag thing. Yeah. The flag thing. Yeah. Do you have a strong opinion on that? <clears throat> I see why they put the rule in. So there was a couple of. So basically, um, the the cross country courses are getting really, really technical now. It's changing, like compared to. Ten, fifteen years ago, they used to be just big, big jumps and mm-hmm. big, bold, brave. Now it's like a slalom course. You know, you're jumping a jump and you're making a ninety degree turn through a corner, another ninety dec- degree turn the other way over a skinny. You know, and um, and you know, I think the rule. Now I'm not very good at rules, but I think <laughs> you know that you, if you got your head, and, the horse's head and neck or ch- uh, shoulders through it, you were good, and then they got to a point where there was a number of horses that hardly even left the ground, but they somehow the rider yanked their horse's head and shoulders <laughs> through it and they were clear. So that was why the rule was brought in, um, to stop. Um, I remember there was a, a horse in Adelaide three-day event um, that did well, but somehow, like its hind leg didn't even take off the ground or there was one at Stableview last year. And, um, so that's why they brought it in and then... I don't know if you remember Rio, remember when Philip? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. mighty nice. So if if that fifteen penalty rule was in, Philip wouldn't have won his bronze medal. Really? So wow. So it's a tricky one because they brought it in because they're trying to make sure now that if I look at Philip's one at um, Rio, I think that was an honest effort to make jump the jump, mm-hmm. but then. Obviously, there was a couple others where just the horse didn't even come off the floor. So. But
1: it's kind of hard to—you can't write a rule that says that's so subjective. Was it mm. honest or was it not honest? So, yeah, that's, that's the problem with it. Away. I mean,
0: it's this whole. So anyway, the, in England, I think they 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 made they they got this new rule, and like even if you bump the flag out, everyone in the class got a fifteen penalties. You know, and wow. so wow. the person that came fourth ended up winning the class because often when you they're putting on such tight lines. That you bump out a flag, and and so now I think that the rule it depends how you interpret it. Like, if the bulk of the horse I don't even read the rule to be honest, but <laughs> um, <laughs> and so there was two there uh, Coleman's horse, uh, tight lines got one, and then uh, Lauren Kiefer got one. So, and then I think Lauren uh argued hers and mm-hmm. she, got, hers she got off, and then Will, um, unfortunately didn't get his. I mean. I, I know exactly – I mean, could you imagine going clear and under time oh, around yeah. that right. course that. Yeah. and then being out of the contest with um, 15 penalties? I mean, I can understand why Will Coleman was yeah. – <laughs> uh,
1: man, I'd be – Oh, if that was you. I mean, and yeah. I get – I mean, I, so so you're not a rule kind of guy, but do you think you have a position on it if you would change it or if you did? How I think it change?
0: will get changed because yeah. you know? I think – I, don't know. I think it, I think it should go back to, I mean, what they got to try and figure out a rule is to change it where the horse makes a genuine. I mean, say Will Coleman's. I didn't see it live, but I was over at Woodsy's last night. And we watched a bunch of the cross country, and uh, I watched Coleman's one tight lines jump. And in the old days or last year that would have been clear and for sure. This year, um, when when he Jump at the horse's hind end was to the left of the jump, so for sure it was a fifteen penalty. You know, like mm-hmm. so. That's the um, un- unfortunately. Wish this event was last year. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. that was the uh, that's problem. The and then I think he tried to dispute it, but under the I'm no judge, but I mean under the new rules that the horse's hind end was to the left of the flags. So. What do
1: you think about the he? I mean, I, I, he kind of you know changed it up a little bit but he was talking a little bit about like the club and he thought that the the team and and so forth should have helped him and he felt like maybe he wasn't part of the are you in the club are you in the click like what (laughs) is there is there a click is there a club Mm. how does this work if if it was you do you feel like people would have come and said "Boyd, we're going to go with you or
0: if we're at a team competition for sure you know that the reality is though that we're kentucky's an individual event Mm -hmm. and I can promise you one thing, though. If Sarah Gumbiner went to one of the USEF guys and said, "Can you come and help me?" Yeah. They for sure they would have said yes. Like it's not like I would not my wildest dreams would I ever think that they'd say, "Oh no, you're on your own." Yeah. And I thought Will Connell's um, article um, was good. Like he said, "How how can we help if you didn't come to ask us to help you?" You know, like it's he obviously still frustrated and irritated that. He lost the um, lost the uh, protest, and then and then felt like he didn't get any assistance. I mean, do you
1: do you, I mean, do you, do you feel like maybe uh, I mean, you were on the team with him and everything like mm-hmm. that. And you weren't You didn't have the best the best mm-hmm. go at WAG yourself. I and mean, you know, do you feel like there was like hard feelings from from the team or like you know the governing mm-hmm. body that you and. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, again, I, it's hard. It?
1: And we talked to Joni
0: Morris before yeah. the
1: WAG, and she, yeah. I mean, and we're at Major League of Any, we're trying to always promote it and try yeah, to bring yeah. it all together.
0: Well, I wanna, I'll wanna talk about my own experience, and, I, again, Will's is different to mine, but, I mean, no country in the world helps, in my opinion, this is me, is America wants to see America do good, and the Americans help the help us Americans unbelievable, much more than I would have ever got help from when I was an Australian really yeah like the coaching I think the coaching the, the, everything I mean it's just everything's catered for and at the end of the day it comes it comes down to performance you know on the day you got to make it happen you got to get the job done you've got to you got to fight for it you know and and it doesn't you can't how do I say you can't blame the coach you can't blame the the whatever it, it comes down to you you know and again I'm also from a different frame of mind too is I'd never bank on the team or the federation to getting me to where i got to get to like I've got this mentality where I'm I'm me I've got my own team I got my own owners I've got my own coaches my blacksmith my vets got my horse and I train my ass off and then go as hard as I can and and performance and then when it's a championship the federation comes in and hopefully they can help you by five percent more but i'm not i'm not asking them to find me owners i'm not asking them to make me great like i'm got to do that myself you know Mm -hmm. and to be honest like i think will probably is a bit still a bit wound up from last year's um event and i mean the whole club thing. I mean, I how do I say it? I don't know, I think he looks like a bit of a dick saying it. You know, like I just, I just don't understand what he means. or Because I mean, why I, he means. I, I read <laughs> it,
1: and I, I mean, I'm kind I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I'm thinking he's thinking. I'm not Boyd and Phillip. That's that's kind of yeah. how I read it. I I'm like,
0: thinking, oh. I'm probably thinking he's thinking the same thing.
1: <laughs> and I'm saying, man, like that's kind of hurtful, man. That's my that guy yeah. so, you know, he hasn't done anything to you, like. And when you cast a wide net like that, you know, I read the comments and Karen and I <clears throat> with major league eventing, we're trying to bring the sport together. We really are like, we're uh-huh. trying to, we're trying to like what we had Joni Morris on. We tried to talk about Marilyn Little was going to be yeah. on the, on the team. And, you know, there was a division and we we're trying to say, Hey, listen, let's, yeah. what, w- what's the team doing to try to help get behind Marilyn and how, how is things going to be different? Mm-hmm. And, um, unfortunately, she wasn't on the squad yeah, at, yeah. At, the, at the end, but. You know, our purpose isn't to try to needle on people. We're not trying to divide. No. We're trying to bring it together. But what happened was, so when, when I read those comments, and hopefully this isn't taken the wrong way by Will, but I read those comments and it was it casted with a wide net. Yeah. And when you cast with a wide net, then the comments that were kind of coming from these um social media outlets and the magazines that republished it and all the comments there were, I mean, all the way down to the fence judge, who's a volunteer, mm-hmm. did the wrong thing by by even bringing it up. Well, they're just following the rule, you know, yeah. and, and then and then it's the federation. Well, who, who in the federation? Because then and the people who follow, you know, didn't go with the um, given the points back, which is a bunch of um, really, really good stewards. Yeah. You know, people who love the sport. Most of them were American or all of them were American, you know, and, and you say to yourself, wow, man, like and then the team, you know, click or club comment. It's like, wow, like you casted a huge net with a lot mm-hmm. of people. Under, that that can fall under this umbrella, that um, that probably don't deserve to have a a spotlight, yeah, shed on them, you know. And I just yeah. felt kind of bad. I kind of felt like, wow, man. I understand, and I understand the guy probably felt. He, he, obviously, he felt bad, and and, and he kind of apologized a little bit for some of the stuff that he yeah. said and, and and his actions. And I and I admire that. But I felt like, wow, um, there's a lot of uh uh. uh a, a lot of people fell under that umbrella. That you know, those, those stewards are coming out every week. Some of them are out almost every weekend yeah, yeah. officiating. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and they, they, uh, you know, we know some. We've met some mm-hmm. over the years and become kind of friends with them. And it's like, wow, they they try so hard. Like they'll even say, mm-hmm. "Hey, bring me that weird brido you have before, yeah, so yeah. I don't throw you out right before. Bring me your show coat before, so I can measure it up, so I don't throw some sort of weird penalty on you because your your logo was too big." And I just thought it was kind of. Uh, here we are trying to <laughs> trying to cheerlead the sport on and then in one like post and in the magazines I and mean, then i think they just kind of love to uh i don't know if the, i shouldn't say love to but you know they're reporting yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like wow man we got this really dark cloud on our sport mm. over a rule that let's let's talk about it like grown-ups here and let's say
0: this is bull crap and it costs them probably a lot of money yeah yeah. i mean i yeah I don't know. Like it's you, sometimes you get a card dealt that doesn't go your way, and I don't know. People handle handle it differently, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a bit like the I'll cut out my whole rant uh,
1: <laughs> so, so I don't look bad. here. <laughs> <laughs> this is about boy, not about uh, me.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I uh, a bit like what you said. I think he's still um, frustrated from um, con- uh, where were we try on week. Yeah. And then
1: and he's been on the Olympic squad too. It isn't like he's not in the club. Like he's a. Yeah, he's no, like, the, and again, yeah, <laughs> and I don't
0: want to run either, but I mean, he's benefited a, a huge amount from the USEF. I mean, funding and trips and teams and coaching and physiotherapists. And I mean, I. I mean, you've got to be grateful. I mean, if you. I don't think he's on the list at the moment. And I got kicked off the list as well. After, Are you off the list? After wig, Yeah. Wow. And I like. You know, like it's just the way it goes. I mean, you can't get too emotional about being on and off lists. And
1: so, if you're like, off the list, is that is so off the list? Like no, no, you're not developing. You're not the elite. You're like kind of- I
0: had one horse, but the horse sister leg that um, went well at Kentucky. He, along with tight lines and Vermiculus, all got booted off the uh, the list after Weg after their bad performance. Oh, okay. And you know, and I'd you know if you had to ask me what i really felt i thought it's a bit dumb like you just for five minutes ago you said we were the best in the country (laughs) then we had one bad event and then and then you execute us you know and (laughs) and but again like you can't it everyone handles disappointment or adversity or setbacks differently and uh um anyway i uh I'm not. I'm not sure what Will's thinking. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, you guys are.
1: You guys are friendly. know.
0: I mean, yeah, you know, but, but. yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I think he's in a bad place. But I, I don't. The whole club thing sounds like some uh, people. Are, he feels like some people are getting uh, favoritism, which I know he thought that in the past. But it's perf- it's, per- you know, it's a performance. You don't bait. think so mate it's a it's a performance based sport if you get out there and you do well you the world's your oyster. then you then you they help you along a bit more and if you if you don't do well then it's your job to start going well so you get back in that group yeah. of mm-hmm. riders that they want to assist you and it's not like a a club as it's this is this is it's black and white exactly what you said is if you bomb out and fail then you got to get yourself going well again and then once you're going well again, then you're back in back in that sort of group where the team wants to help you along a bit. And if if you're not in that group, you have got to get back there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, we
1: talk, to, yeah. we do we do a lot of interviews. and
0: and it, and it depends how you look at it too. Is it's either fuck, I'm going to get back there and get get on that group again, or screw you guys, you're miserable and unfair, and you like so and so because. The coach is the friend of the aunt of the person that owns your horse. And, you know, like it's just bullshit. You know, like and and I don't know. Like I don't have much. Uh, I'm lucky. I'm a simple guy. Yeah. You know, I I, <laughs> I uh, if I screw up or things don't go my way, I, I it, it stings. It hurts. It it's agonizing. But then I got too much, too and many things back, going then. on. I got to get right. back to work. You know, yeah. like I don't have time to to overanalyze things That's and true. to. You know, and it's pretty easy too in America, and this is not against Will. Is, is um, not in America in the world to if things don't go your way, it's it's pretty easy just to blame. You know, and, uh, you know if you fail, the, it, it, this is competitive sport. It's mm-hmm. not supposed to be easy. You know, and um, if you bomb out, it's not because your groom forgot to put the stud in, or not because the coach. Was talking to someone else when you and you you know like it it's this is a tough game you know mm-hmm. this is a sport and even the very very best have failed over and over and over again and then if you get a couple of calls that don't go your way that, that hurts but don't go off and go on Facebook and blame you know blame the federation why you didn't help you out like it's, you, you didn't even ask him you know like I just don't get it.
1: Well, and we talk to a lot of riders and a lot of riders are we, – we keep hearing, like the people out the West Coast, they're getting Devander coming by mm-hmm. and and uh, people down south are getting Devander coming by. Mm. You know, so, I mean, that guy's a busy fellow. It's a,
0: it's a hard game too and, again, I've known him for years is, you know, that guy is – works around the clock. He's left his family in New, in New Zealand. Wow. He's going from rider to rider, mm. help trying to help everyone. Then the country fails and I'm a big part of that why we failed. So then everyone throws him under the bus and mm. then, it, then he's trying to find a group of riders that he might think, you know, like and then he gets accused of favourites. I mean, I'd never want to be the national
1: coach. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the next question. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're
0: going to be the commander success. Because <laughs> if you go well, you're the greatest. Right, and if right. you fail, it's because the coach is a dud. You know, and yeah. then, I mean, and that's. I mean, it's just, you um, see that with football in America too, you know, oh, yeah. like if the mm-hmm. Eagles start bombing out, we execute the get coach him, or get the quarterback. Get him out. I'm an Eagles fan. Get him out. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not like the team going. You know, we just didn't play well. Yeah. You know, the guy who
1: missed the the guy who didn't catch the ball that was in his hands somehow. Yeah, it was the coach called the wrong player
3: or, or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah.
1: I, and we see the there were also things that kind of were upsetting because we're seeing a little bit now with Joe. Like Joe was on the uh-huh. under 18 squad. Yeah, he was on the under 25 squad. Uh-huh. They're having the. Um, those intermediate riders are in like Bromont uh-huh. and Carolina, they are I guess they were like three star now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there are a lot of youth programs and I saw people complaining that there weren't enough, you know, getting behind the youth. Yeah. And I'm thinking, these people should see what Leslie Law's doing yeah. with these young people. Right. I mean, he's
0: going well actually. I think he oh. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know him that well. Um, but uh, I think he's doing a real good job. Oh, oh yeah. He yeah. is he's we, into it too. He's like into he's
1: super, yeah. super uh I did not know what to expect out of Leslie Law and uh we went down there to ocala mm-hmm. and then we stayed at caroline martin's place and liz holidays was where the training was actually done it and uh he had a talk with the young people and man i tell you you would have loved it it was yeah. you know he's uh all business yep. and uh but he, under, he, he but he it,
2: talked to them like they were equals he talked not to like they were just a bunch, a little bunch of little kids
1: yep. no nah, really really well and, and his coaching's, uh, you know He's into it. You know, we're talking yeah. every every rider, he's into it 100%. So he knows
0: his stuff too, obviously. Oh, like oh he's yeah. He's an
1: Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just think, you know, some of this stuff is kind of like, uh, again, from our standpoint, as people that are trying to build the sport and grow mm-hmm. the sport, uh, we're we're paying attention to some of these really, really good mm-hmm. things. And we're trying to pay attention to the people who are, are working hard. You know, that's
0: just our little mission. So maybe that's the hardest thing too is like, yeah, um, and this is from more my point of view, is, like you should be grateful for what you got. Like say say, um, say um you've been on a squad and you got funding and coaching for a year or two and then you got dropped off the squad. You shouldn't be angry. Ah, oh, screw you. You dropped me off the squad. You should be saying, hey, I just got two years of training and funding. Got to so appreciate that. Right. And now I had a bad event or two. Now it's my job to get back in there, right, you know, like right. and not – say, oh, I'm, I deserve that money or I do, I'm entitled to that funding, you know, like, wasn't it, mm-hmm. Great Britain
1: as a country was doing that too? Yeah. Wasn't it Great Britain that was like, hey, we're cutting your, uh,
0: the whole eventing
1: program was like right. performance-based. It was like, their whole program lost their funds. It was yeah, like, Wait The
0: thing is, I've been booted. I mean, I, I don't get too worried about all those lists because, I mean, I've been on, off, on, off, like, and I don't
1: know. Do you think the Pan Ams, Pan Ams are coming up? What's, uh, uh, what's the yeah. you know what's that like for you yeah. as it's coming up or are you did you apply or
0: yeah i did apply yeah i have to go i mean it's a i mean for me it's a it's a big deal and it's a huge honor and i take it very seriously competing for a country especially championships you know and uh um you know like i think uh, if i get picked it'd be a huge honor I what mean, horses have you applied for I applied pretty much everything that I had in the barn that's qualified.
1: <laughs> um, sorry Mike, Eddie's on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I mean it's not
0: obviously it's not the same as the Olympics or the Wegs, but it's it's to represent their country's a huge honor and sure. Um it'd mm-hmm. be interesting to see what they do cuz they Usually they pick a younger, greener group of horses. Mm-hmm. But then this year it's pretty important that the horses go well. So I think um, you might find some veteran horses in the team.
1: So I'm, my, my, I, I'm naive to this, but I'm thinking even if the U.S. didn't get in, wouldn't there be some sort of petition that said, eh, you know, U.S., a lot of money, a lot of viewers, yeah. just sneak them. What's the Olympics without the U.S. competing, right. Damn now? right.
0: Damn
1: right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you want to win your win. And what is is it the first and second? I think it is gets in. So Canada hasn't gotten in yet, and New yeah. New the U.S. So or Brazil Mate. or Brazil. But we're, yeah. you know, we're not. I mean, I think out. if
0: <laughs> if America failed, that would be <laughs> catastrophic.
1: That's bad Dad, news. Yeah. Are you doing oh man. Hey, Nox, we got Noxie. Come on down, Noxie.
0: Oh, yeah, on the talk show, pal. Come on, say hello. What are you doing?
1: You want to say hello? On the mic. On the mic. <laughs>
0: if He makes any noise, we'll call him Mum here. A, yeah, I, I, he doesn't come
1: near me because from 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 a young age, Silva was saying, "Don't talk to him."
0: And he's I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's if he's a proper relationship. there. <laughs> oh, he's all you, buddy. Hey, babe, we're doing this podcast. Can you come grab your grab Knox? Oh, sure. <laughs> Thanks. I that. I'll tell you, having kids has changed everything as well.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Are you thinking about that more and in it back in your mind?
0: Uh, no, 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 no. Like the, how. Uh... <laughs> That's
1: okay. So this is He's the, on uh... course. He's on course. <laughs> hey, Silva. I was just telling Boyd, I said, he doesn't come near me because you, you, uh, you poisoned them against me from early on. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to get some pictures of this,
0: <laughs> so just for the listeners, he's climbed up the ladder and he's on the monkey bars. <laughs> <laughs> and the boss has got him. Get him out of here, silver <laughs> <laughs> <The> yellow card. <laughs> No, it's been interesting, but I feel bad, you know, like, I'll tell you one thing that, you know, when we're talking about women and men, mm-hmm. is um, women having children in equestrian yeah, sports. That's, yeah, that's I mean, that... Ros is pregnant right yeah. now. Yeah. But, the, I mean, that's a huge, huge setback in your riding career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Holy smokes. You know, like, to, for Silva, who's had a couple kids now, you know, like, she was... I mean, she's still got a really strong business going but it's a juggling act you know with the, the kids and getting them to school and then coming back and trying mm. to be totally focused riding and and um you know she's downsized her business quite a lot so, is that right yeah
1: just try to keep be, being a mom a little bit yeah i
0: mean it's hard though And that's actually.
1: gonna be tough in the in the winters as they get school aged right i mean
0: yeah i think now uh, next year silver won't go into south so.
1: really okay. she's gonna stay here i think so time to build the indoor
0: yeah, we just need about <laughs> half a million dollars. Anyone out there that's got some cash Karen, there? Karen's, yeah. got a, Karen's
1: got some brave that's bankers. Right, yeah, I yeah. got,
0: a,
2: got a connection Karen's for you. Karen's got some brave bankers, <laughs> you. Yeah, I, mean, oh,
0: I think I need about $10 million to get everything done that I want to do.
1: There you go. Mm. And a half million just for the barn or the indoor. Yeah. How much? For,
0: Depends. Like I was thinking an indoor that would cost 300 Okay. okay. Silver's indoor is 900
1: Oh, Ooh. okay. So <sighs> We're talking
0: slightly different. Oh, <laughs> Slightly
1: different specs We're talking. We're talking. Yours yeah. is like a pole barn with no walls, <coughs> mate. Might it be just fine.
0: <laughs> just fine. Then when it's pouring with rain, hers has to, brass uh, yeah, hinges. Yeah, she's got the she's got the garage doors that roll. <laughs> oh out, my uh, gosh. Right. The it's, watering system up on the, yeah. the rafters.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, gosh yeah. Oh, Funny stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Roz Kanter number one in the world. She just got hit number one in the world, and she's not even competing. It's like, oh,
0: she's good. She's awesome. She's tiny too. Have you seen her? I, I've oh, never no. seen her in person. Oh, mate, she's four foot high, skin oh, and wow. bone. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. How does she? Yeah. Have to, I mean, that's just I guess know how to use mm. your leverage. Yeah, dang, it's a funny sport, though. You know, like it goes in waves, like um, like say Michael Young. The last six, yep. seven years has been unbelievable. Yeah, like I think, I mean, this chip mark might be good, but like we, it, you might not hear of him as much anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then before that, there was. Andrew Nicholson, yeah, right. win and everything before that. Andrew Hoy, before that, Pippa Fenell, yeah. or Lucinda Fredericks. You know, like they have Bettina Hoy, like they have this wave of four. Like Tim Price is in it at the moment, four or five years where they're just unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, but it's hard. It's like
1: it, Oliver is first and second. Yeah, right I now. mean, it's incredible. Crazy. Jeez, Louise, just to have I mean, that much horsepower.
0: Pretty hard to stay. Um, stay consistency at the top is the hardest thing.
1: How do you think Ludwig would would have done? In Kentucky, in Richmond,
0: yeah, Long Island T. Um, he would have done well. I had him right, yeah. Like, he was really, I mean, his flat yeah. work is, is yeah, is he would have been better than Thomas on the, in the dressage. Do mm. you think the
1: cross country would have suited?
0: Yeah, him? I think he would have been all right. I mean, yeah. that would have been the hard part, obviously. I think he would have been a contender? Yeah, I wow, well, so,
1: yeah. holy smokes, that's
0: gotta, st- yeah, it was a prick.
1: Yeah, did you see Tammy Smith? She had a uh, access oh. right before the jog, and that horse is jogging sound today,
0: is it? Poor thing.
1: I mean, and she's wonderful. We had her on the show. She's mm-hmm. a great ambassador. I mean, mm-hmm. she's an awesome rider. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's and a, a worker, worker. And Yeah, worker. She's been through a lot. She's been through a ton. And again, never, you know, didn't complain, yeah. didn't let anything hold her up. God yeah. bless her. I mean, she's a, uh, oh, what an inspiration. Like going back to like, Hey, mm-hmm. what, what what girl, like you mentioned her, like she does not need any help. She uh, is, I mean,
0: I've been to a farm in California. I mean, it's a will machine. Like there's horses everywhere. I mean, Beautiful facility.
1: She's impressive, and, she and
0: impressed not us. and like everyone's got a different setup. You know, like everyone's got a different way of getting horses fit, mm-hmm. training, and I mean, she's a fierce competitor too. She's they're yeah. running away from
1: coyotes out there and, yeah. and rattlesnakes, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> places, mountain lions. Yeah. We're talking to uh, uh, uh was Emily Libby? Yeah, she was saying yeah. that the 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 mountain lions will go out there and they'll they'll kind of like act like they want to play with your dog. Oh shit. And the lawyer dog out, and then there'll be a pack of mountain lions. Yeah, yeah. So she'll, they'll lure them out, like, hey, let's come play with me. And all of a sudden, pounce. I mean, it's not that the, I mean, that's why they call it the Wild West, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that. This is much safer. You I see.
0: admire those guys from California because I mean, it's, um, I mean, we're so lucky here. We got green, lush green mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. hills mm-hmm. and long gallops and green grass to jump on. Like they're uh, on sand and dirt. And it goes to show though, I mean, I mean, there's a couple of real good ones out there.
1: Tammy said, you know, she we interviewed her right after she came back from her winter kind of mm-hmm. stint over here, and she mm-hmm. said, West Coast Eventing is where it's at. And yeah. And, uh, well, you think Frankie Stutes came over here, and, yeah. you know, she uh, she, did well, she won Fair Hill.
0: Yeah. We're That's a hard thing with America, though. You know, like, it's such a big, big country. And I don't know. Like, it's – uh." You know, like I think that's where Germany, France, England, Ireland have all got an advantage on us. You know, they're, all their events are within a couple of hours. That's but an advantage. I think so, yeah. Huh. The, the best of them are all together. They're, they're all always neighbours. Oh, yeah, yeah They're in sense. all proper horse country. Like imagine Eric Devander. Yeah. Instead of going three thousand miles, you can imagine trying to train the top riders in America, California down, up to Pennsylvania. You know, like where if you're in England, like you wake up in the morning, you jump in your car, and you could see the whole team in one day.
1: Right? (laughs) Yeah, true. If you were if you were running the show, would you do something different? I know Um, you don't want the job, but like, what do you see for America to 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 hit that level, like, and to to get back to the top? Is it the horses? Is it the training? What Um, do you think?
0: I never really thought about it. Um, There's no question that America is not kicking out real top, top riders. Let me ask you this, Rob. Say I wasn't around and you said, all right, Joey, I want to send you to be a top professional rider. How many people would be on your list to send him to? Like where he could go not just learn how to ride but learn the business learn horses to ride you know like at the whole package you know what i mean by that it wouldn't a place where you think he'd really learn to ride really good off a top top trainer Mm -hmm. and be in a place where he'd learn how okay how if i'm going to do this as a business how i'm going to make money and well, this isn't about me. <laughs> okay, if you ask me the question, I mean, I, I can only think of five people in the whole of the country. Wow. 380 wow. million people in this country. You know, like, so there's not.
1: No, and I, and I, I mean, understand. I'm with you. Yeah, I hear you.
0: But, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, I think America's somehow in our system, and we've got a great young writer system here, mm-hmm. a great system for people coming up, but somehow then they get lost, and um, I don't know, like they're just it's not it's it should be a just a breeding ground for professionals. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's it's hmm. you know, and that's the well,
1: that's a that's hard a good part. question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do how do all of a sudden you twisted that question I mean, I around I me? Mean, it got <laughs> me thinking Oh, uh, you know. Well we're just- there's a,
0: but there's good competitors. There's but like guys that you know that are, are great trainers. You know there's a bunch of people too that are buying really good horses, um, and everyone's got their own way of doing it. But they, you know, are they uh, can really produce a horse, or are they just buying good ones and, and running them? You know, are
1: you are you uh, are you opposed to any? Like, are you are you all about the Europeans or the Irish horses or the or, yeah. or the or the thoroughbreds? Are you still yeah. up on the thoroughbreds, or are you kind of weaning off? of Mate, them?
0: any any good horse, if it, if it jumps good, if it moves. If it's tough, if it runs, if it gallops, I'm in. i mean I'm not a racist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
0: and then and then also, same with buying horses. Like I'll buy two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds. I'll also, if I think I'm stuck for a big-time horse, then I, I'll go buy a big-time one. Something that's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and try and figure out a syndication thing. You know, it's it's uh, so you'll
1: you'll, sometimes you'll buy them first and just and just say, look, I got to go now. I got to sell this horse and
0: get some owners. Yeah, I'm lucky though. I'm I've um, done it eight nine times now, where I've been very very lucky to have one two three people that could lend me a good large amount of money, and then it's worked every time to kind of get it. To get to it, it, learn yeah. so learning
1: the way to get yeah, it, and they then they call it
0: a bridge loan. Gotcha. And okay. um, if you look back on it, Otis Barbotier was the first one, at, and he went to London. Pancho Vere went to Toronto. Trading Ace of Shamwari went to Normandy. Blackfoot Mystery. Um, what else have we got there? Um, Neville. Well, I own Neville and did the same thing there, but and um, just bought a new one called uh, Luke. You know, and so. Again, it's it's nerve wracking. But you're so
1: you're mm. out there. You're 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 borrowing the money now you have to pay it back.
0: Yeah, and if something goes wrong, by the time you borrow it till you pay it back, oh boy, yeah. oh boy.
1: you these know ones, what I mean. These guys like, are loan yeah. sharks. Boy, going boy. shows up with a cast on his leg. We know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's sometimes hundreds and hundreds of thousands oh, wow. of dollars. Oh, that's so a lot it's of stress. Uh,
1: that's hard to sleep at night. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, see, that's the thing too. Like you're 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 doing some pretty daredevil stuff. I mean, that takes. Mm. That That is a, a level of commitment. Oh, like
0: Long just, Island T, we bought him, and then it was, that, that, it was just a mess.
1: It was uh, – you went, to, you went you down went to, to Wellington. Wellington. Oh, fuck it. It. We were there for that.
0: I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. I can sleep <laughs> nights, yeah, weeks I, after you that. You like I it bet. was cool, but I knew, I knew oh, it. Oh, you just feel like a dick, you know, like in the sense of um, you've just told these people that, hey, I really think this is a great horse. <sighs> Put your money mm-hmm. in me. And, I mean, I remember I sold the last share a couple of days before the Wellington thing and then they all flew down there to watch. <sighs> yeah. And then the horse stopped out at the second fence or the third uh, fence. You know, I mean, but... I, I, uh, you, you and then a it, bunch of them were new people like that had just got uh, into eventing. No. Yeah. Uh,
1: you handled that with class. And then you still won, but still then you still had a bunch yeah. of other people. You had to, mm. man, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, so when Joe first came working for uh-huh. you... Joe had a thoroughbred, which his older brother Robbie rode, and he was a stopper, and Mm -hmm. and you know he he Joe Joe eventually moved on, but you know the point is, I know that sucks for you. I mean, but if if you can have a stop at that huge of a stage with Mm -hmm. that much pressure and everything like that, like I, I don't know, honestly, the way you handle it. Mm. Publicly, at least. I mean, you didn't pout.
0: Yeah, you. I was an idiot too. Though, like, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> buying a horse and the first event you take it to is Wellington.
1: What was your thought? Did you just thought he just had that much talent, or do you think you just? No, nah, to be honest,
0: through? I mean, I uh, I uh, dug myself into a hole. It's because I had, you know, I've got three or four people from Wellington to buy into the horse, and part oh. of it was, hey, I'm bringing him down to this event. You're there. We're gonna be there. Well, there'll be toast and mm. champagne. At yeah. The end. <laughs> And then about a week or two before we went, I thought, oh, he's not ready. And then oh, I, I no. sort of, oh jeez. And I, and in hindsight, they would have been fine if I rang them up and said, look, he's not quite where I want him to be to be there. But you know, it's have you seen that locked up abroad where the drug dealers <laughs> are going through the airport security? No. no, and they know that they're going to get caught, oh, really? but they keep going. They keep going. Oh. And, you know, I was like that guy. Like I knew, oh, I, I knew I was doomed before I got that there. that was. So. Uh, so, but you know what though? You know we kind of way it's not all rosy, you know, like mm-hmm. you people that own a horse or buy a horse or compete they got to understand that even with a real good rider and an expensive horse that it's it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Fame well, and, the and fortune. You, yeah?
1: The fact like from our perspective as a as a parent of one of your workers <laughs> it's like Joe's been able to be here. Joe was there. Joe was grooming mm. for William oh, Fox right. Pit. Yeah. He was riding. Yeah, in yeah that's right. Steady. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, which is a great opportunity. It's like, hey, here, Joe, come out of school. Can you miss some school for a week? You're yeah. groomed for William Fox Pit. It's like, uh, uh Hello. Yeah,
3: right.
1: <laughs> hello? It's like the fact that Joe was able to be here. See so you have a rough go yeah. in person. Take that horse. And now here we are.
0: I yeah. mean, he's horse of the year last year. Wonderful yeah. year. I mean, wonderful, yeah. wonderful horse. You yeah. know, so
1: you know, you had to work through that. And that mm-hmm. takes, again, mm-hmm. that's that uh that's that work that, you know, yeah. you have a choice. You're, are you a trainer? Are yeah. you, do you train horses? Do you, do you work through things? This yeah. is what you have to learn. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, what a horse. I mean, I yeah. love him. I got some of my best dressage pictures are of him yeah.
0: Yeah. at Plantation
1: last year. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. And I see what you love in him.
0: Yeah, you know, he's, he's extravagant, that's for sure. How old is
1: he now? Do you know off the top of your head?
0: Twelve, I think. That I mean, he's got, he's got, I mean, barring this tiny little... Injury that he got the other days, he's but been, he's been made a steal so far. And um, is he still taking a break, or is he back? And now he's back in work now, so I'm hoping to take him to Le Moulin, oh. oh, wow! We'll see. Um, wow. But he's. I mean, it's. A, yeah, it's a it's a funny game where it's a, it's you just got to roll with the punches as well, and and also, I think sometimes as riders we care a lot more than what people that are supporting us. Like they're fine, you know, like. They, <laughs> Like, they, they, I was more they're, disappointed. They're probably,
1: and upset he's though. probably yeah. A lot of them probably aren't putting their last their last exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, here we go. We're and gonna. It makes a the story.
0: I mean, the funniest one. I just bought this new one from uh, Germany. A, guy, a horse called Luke, and uh, again, he was he was. I had to do thirteen shares because it was a bit more expensive wow. and shares, and it turned up in uh, Aiken, and then it was the weekend of that uh, Bruce's Field Showcase. So he had only been there for a day and there was a few people there that have helped me with other horses. So I pulled him out to show him off and I'm trotting around, you know, look at the trot on this horse and <laughs> oh, then no. having a canner. And then all of a sudden he put his head down and just pelted me. Oh, no. Threw me off! <laughs> he ran away. Oh, Actually, no. Joe was there trying to catch him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, gosh. Uh,
1: well, it's good to know that.
0: Uh... Yeah, it does. It's not always perfect. Yeah. It's not oh, that's always funny. Perfect. That's funny.
2: So, when you're out looking for horses, what do you look for um, in an upper level horse?
0: Well, it's tricky because, I mean, every horse that's for sale is for sale for a reason. And you've got to try and figure that out, you know. And no one is going to sell you their favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. unless they've got uh, motivation. So, you've got to try and figure out are they selling it because. They can't ride it or they're selling it because it's unsound or it's not good. You know, and you've got to find the hole in the horse and it might be jumping, might be dressage, might be well, yada, yada soundness mm-hmm. and then you've got to figure out if you can handle it. You know, you've got to figure out if you can um, fix it. You know, like for example, Shamwari 4 was, um, you know, he'd been to the London Olympics with Ludwig and had seven rails down. Then it was for sale. So, we flew over there and I thought, oh, I looked at its record. And like, okay. Can we get it show jumping better? So, I had two days to try him and I jumped him in and He jumped good but mm-hmm. not great but pretty good. And then he had an old injury in his left front leg. So, I actually flew my vet over Kevin Keen. Wow. We're going over this horse ultrasounding its leg, x-raying its leg and... Anyway, again, there's no clear answer. You, you never. Come, Kevin's tough on this yeah. one. Isn't he? Yeah. but there's never like, oh, I'm sure I, I'm sure he's going to be sound. I'm sure he's going to go in the show. Yeah. I think I, I think he's going to be sound. I think <laughs> I can get him show jumping better. Oh. Come back, and luckily we have got him sold. And the only two things that worked out with that he never went sore on his left front leg. <laughs> Every other leg we had trouble with. And the only thing that really worked out for me was his show jumping. Really? The dressage and cross country were hard work. And <laughs> yeah. and, he'd be, and the dressage and show jumping had been uh, happy days with uh, Ludwig, the old owner. And uh, the show jumping, I got the hang of straight away. He's one of the most
1: beautiful horses just standing oh, there. mate. He's a stamp him. of a horse. Eh? Yeah. It's, it, Three, it, it,
0: uh, it, two-thirds thoroughbred, but then has that. Bit of sport horse look to it. Oh, yeah. man. It's He's like a statue. You know when you go to Kentucky, that yeah. that beast or yeah, whatever yeah. the racehorse is down there? Uh, and uh,
1: uh, it might sound creepy. This is going to sound maybe weird, creepy. But, like, his hind end mm. is, like, there's no… That's
0: uh, the one thing that really, really, you know, like we went to La last year and we were winning going in after the mm-hmm. cross country yeah. and he didn't trot up. Man, that one sucked. Because yeah. like, wow. he should have yeah. won that. And not, yes. not for me so much. But like that horse was the one of the greatest horses ever I've uh, ever ridden. All class, and he should have won a four star, or five star. Now yeah. you know, like in that one, that 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 one hurt kind of a bit. Stings a little, because oh.
1: yeah. you know, right, You got a horse that you know deserves it. You know, has yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you and know he know his, should, and he
0: just had to get over. 12, he was the class twelve, the, 12 show jump. He was the best horse in the field, biggest event in the world, one of the biggest events in the world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that one sucked. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> 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 We're bringing up the, the hard memory. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah. I hate to think about that. Uh, all right.
2: So when you have time off, what do you do to relax?
0: Um, I don't have that much time off. I think in the evenings maybe move cross-country jumps around. <laughs> and then i got to say having kids has changed a lot. Um, Knox is a pretty wild thing. You know, mate, <laughs> every now and then, me and him go up to the YMCA and have a quick swim. Oh, okay. And, That's cool. Uh, yeah.
1: You said the kids change you a little bit. Well, I don't mean that No, no, bit, go ahead. But you said the kids change you. We never quite touched on that. Cause-
0: um, well, say you're, I suppose you call yourself a professional sports person, and you get to this place where you're self centered like you're the king in the morning i tell steph what time i'm going to ride my horse and then i tell my lesson what time to be ready for their lesson and and it's and then the, if we got to go out to dinner that what time we be finished ready for dinner you know and mm-hmm. it's all me 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 and um and i obviously don't want to be that person but it's just the way it is you know like the whole scheduling and everything's around you and um that completely changes when you get a couple of kids. You know, when it's um, like today, Silver's at the doctor, so I had to go pick up Knox from school. And so you got to, you know. You picked him up. Yeah, I got to pick him up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And yeah. I mean, it's, you know, uh, at Kentucky last week, you know, I got two kids, baby that's uh, nine months old, crying all night, you know. Oh. They, they see it in the room with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's sort of, you just got to you're not the most important person all of a sudden. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's the... And the other thing is I think, I mean, I've got an addictive personality which is a really good thing most of the time and one of the addictions is work. You know, if I had it my way, I would I would be working 18 hours a day just because really? I, I love it. Yeah, like I, I love being outside, I love doing stuff. I, hmm. Like I don't want to sit down, I hate going to dinners where you have to sit still you know like it, it's uh but then you got kids i mean if you do that you're a prick you know like you gotta you know try and help silver out and then also uh um you know you don't want to be one of those people that don't have any time for their kids so sure yeah. um yeah and like i said before i mean gosh you gotta appreciate silver like to try and then continue her career as dressage yeah. and be a good mum. And look after me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's more like we're looking after a boy Kids. Yeah. Are
0: <laughs> well, she looks
1: after three boys. Now. Yeah, right, right. Do you find yourself uh, taking a little bit more time off now to go and do family stuff?
0: Um, or is it kind? Of I try of just, to. I mean, I mean, um, are you
1: seven days a week? Or
0: I have to be. I mean, I. I it, it's just it, it's just the way it is. I mean it. I mean, what I find though is November and December is real quiet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there I can try and be a proper dad. There you go. Um, but like at this time of the year, it's obviously seven days a week and then evenings, you know, but it's just – it's to be anywhere – if you've got to be good, you you, go, you can't – they can't half do it. You know, and that that would be one thing I'd say to anyone out there that wants to do this as a profession, like don't half do it because you're, you're competing against guys – Young men and women in Germany and France that are living, breathing, thinking about this seven days a week. When they go to bed at night, they're watching a DVD on riding. When they wake up in the morning at kitchen, they're reading a a book on the principles of riding. And mm-hmm. you know, I can. And then here in America, where you know, going to college and then ride our horse after class. Mm-hmm. You know, how yeah. do you, how can you compete against? Are you how? that guy?
1: Are you a guy that's. Uh Got that DVD from the old German Ryan school from...
0: No, I mean, I think I'm... Uh, I love YouTube and that. Like, I mean, I love watching and stuff. I'm not... I have trouble. I got, like, attention deficit disorder, like, sitting still and stuff. But, You're doing great today.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. I'm rambling on. Yeah. You, know, you told me to sit on this couch by myself, though. Oh yeah, yeah that's For not me. happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now, because
1: I, I always wonder about that, because um, you know you got so much in your brain. So you're teaching a whole group of uh-huh. working students. You have a, a students that come through, and I'm sorry, Karen, I'm no, you're buying your okay. You're your you're your not your little segment. Your segment, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know the exercises that you have to go through and all that, like. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know. My my brain would be like, geez, I would I would I find myself in like my jobs, like I get into a, a, a groove and that's yeah. it. You know, do you find yourself ever r- looking at YouTube and stuff, just trying to look for uh, the repair for your students' the little issue they have or your issue, yeah, or are you bit, just I mean, kind of to the point where you've um, been doing it so long, you got it all up in your head.
0: You know what I do a lot is I, I try and think back onto some some um, you know, there's probably ten or fifteen times i've trained in my life with an expert that has been just one of those remarkable lessons and i keep trying to think back to that lesson was george mm-hmm. morris in that? G- george morris is, is he in, really that yeah good. he is in there yeah oh wow uh philip for a number of them heath you know like there's been um, joe far like uh, and then trying to say okay, and not necessarily repeat that session but like what was it what were they trying to achieve in that moment and, and then i'm lucky enough to train along with some awesome trainers, you know, and I think training with Eric Devander and Richard Pickin and Philip and Silver, you know, when I teach, then I'm just just ripping them off a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, isn't that? But everyone's doing That's why everyone's doing that. But uh, no, but I think that's why you know the um, the uh, the head. What do you call Eric's job? The the chef, chef to keep. That's why his job is so critical. It's not what he teaches me. But what he teaches me, then I teach my guys. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And then and then he, then what he teaches, Buck, he teaches his guys. You know, there's this ripple effect. So you do find yourself... Thinking, Absolutely. This really no question, lesson. mate. Because, you know, like the sessions that he works with me is, you know, I'm training way different now than I was before and it's clicked and it's really working, so I'm into it. And then the guys that work for me... Is that's what we're working all the horses on. So there's this, this rippling effect, and, and that's why I think the chef to keep that that person's critical, and you gotta, that you know I gotta, that guy's. It's so important that I believe in that guy, because then that's what the method I train all my horses, and then everyone in my bubble teaches that as well. Do you so. think
1: that the do you think that those guys recognize? Um do you think Eric knows your people that are working, that are setting rails and stuff like that? Yeah. Do you think that he's keeping inventory on yours and bucks? And
0: yeah, I think that his. I think so. I mean, more so. And so, the, since I've been an American, I've had three chef to keeps, and Mark Phillips, David O'Connor, and and Eric. And I mean, all three have been a huge impact on my life, and all three have been remarkable coaches, like really, really good. You know, and I think. Um, David O'Connor, especially in the dressage, brilliant. Hmm. Really, and Mark Phillips in the cross country, brilliant. Okay. And Eric, I'd say just an overall horseman. You know, like um, overall horseman in the sense of just the day-to-day training, the the everything. You know, like the the fitness, the the whole package. I think Eric's mm-hmm. been really, really brilliant. At.
1: Gotcha. But I remember the one time. Joe came home, or Joe got a phone call or a text from your boy, and he said, and he and he says, uh, boy wants to know if I could take off tomorrow in the morning with a lesson with Eric. Mm. It was your whole crew was going to get. It yeah. was, Joe was still in school, and it was going to be what was the word? It was going to be uh, like revolutionary. Yeah, revolutionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a walking lesson.
0: Yeah, but it was interesting. I mean, that was the first time. So Eric, I remember the day actually. He's starting to get us to train on the side of a hill. The horses, you know, and and. It's not dressage on the side of the hill but trying to train them in a way that their the horse's legs and bodies have to be placed when you're riding them, they develop a top line and strength, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and trying to come up with exercises, riding your horse on the side of the hill that builds this muscle and, and then we take that sort of muscle and shape and whatever into the dressage ring, we'll have a better horse, you know. And it's so important. So these... Guys that work for me, Joe, Mike, Brad, um, all these, Sophie, Steph, yada, yada, yada. I mean, when I'm away, they're obviously doing a bit of the training. So, I mean, it's incredible that they can be part of it. And Eric's a cool guy like that. He recognises that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. And, you know, like for 45 minutes there, he'd help the whole of it, the group of us, you know.
3: And that's awesome. Man, that and that's then awesome. like
1: over the, over, the, over the winter, you brought in uh, – uh, uh, you mentioned Mark Beecher yeah. to do like a galloping yeah. lesson, I and mean, that's yeah. really cool stuff. That's yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that like <clears throat> I remember your. I, I hate to keep kind of going back to the personal side of what, mm-hmm. what we've seen, but you know when Joe first started around with you and he was uh, <coughs> he was fourteen, he mm-hmm. couldn't drive, so one of us carrying yeah. around had to be here mm-hmm. for that's remember, yeah. everything. Yep. That's how we kind of met you and got yeah. got to know you. We haven't been here forever. Fuck, no, I know it feels weird, <laughs> but um, I would be here every single night. Yeah, we before Joe had a lesson yeah. when you guys would be down south, but um. The, uh, you, the first thing, Joe, you took Joe to do a cross country lesson and Uh you like the immediately it was position. Uh It was before we're going to jump anything. You're out of position. Yeah. I'm fixing you. And that's what I find very interesting about what you do too, is that you're, 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 you know, you come across as an easygoing, smiling, Mm -hmm. happy guy. But when someone's on a horse, it is particular, particular. I mean, Mm -hmm. you do not mess around. Mm hmm. When it comes to riding,
0: yeah, and the, and the thing is, I think it to be good, you have to be meticulous, and that, that's not just riding. That's in the barn. It's the care of the horses. It's the training of the horses. Like it's the details, you know. And I, I've learned that over the years. It's you know I'm as brave as anyone, and. Got enough crazy in me, I'll do anything. But it's it's these tiny little details, you know. And and that would be the thing I'd say. And I'm going off topic, but I say to everyone that works here, you know, I've seen people, and say at Philips, that have worked for Philip for two years, never got better. Like they just left and never got better. Wow. And it's, and I said the same thing. The people here, they worked here two years, never improved. And it's like every minute you're here. You got to be soaking it in. I'll give you some examples. Is say we have an injured horse that the injured horses get hand grazed next mm-hmm. to the dressage ring. You got one kid that'll put his earphones in, listen to tunes, or texting someone, or you got the other kid that'll be listening into Silver's lesson. Same jumping, you got it. Someone's got to set fences. You have the kid that set fences and watches the rider or listens to the lesson. Oh, you got the other kid that sets the fences and's chatting to the other person in the ring, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's the the thing is, uh, say there's we have a track here and the uh, um, the, the assistant riders trot the horses for twenty or thirty or forty minutes before or after I ride them. You got some that just trot around and bouncing around and kicking the horse and chatting away. Or you've got the other people that say, okay, for 20 minutes, I'm going to ride. I'm going to get the feel of this horse in a beautiful frame because Boyd's just worked it on the dressage. Perfect position, even contact in the reins. Horse is soft, through, stretching. So for that 20 minutes, that ride is improving, where another rider is just exercising. Gotta hope Joe's one yeah. of the I good know. Ones. Oh, I'm like, makes sorry. me nervous and now. <laughs> The thing is you can say Joe, to, if you're listening, yeah. you can say it to people, but it, you can't make them do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's, in, I mean, I appreciate anyone that's going to work here because it's hard work. But there's those people that want it real bad or are into it so much that they're, and then there's other people that are just having, they just doing time, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. a waste of time if you're not, if you're not absolutely throwing yourself at it. Like, I mean, it's a waste of time. You know, like you'd be better off working at McDonald's. Twice the money. Yeah. Free food.
1: <laughs> yeah. Twice yeah, the money working at McDonald's. Hey, do, do you think Max Corcoran's coming in as the president and she's talking a lot about she wants horse management you know, horse uh-huh. the horsemanship and all that stuff to be good? And she's saying you know, she's mentioned a couple of times about the, the top horses, how they're not really mm-hmm. staying sound and all that. Do you ever like
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard. I mean uh
1: Do you feel there's anything you could be doing different or Well
0: I think one thing is so one of the things in America compared to Europe is definitely the conditions of the ground. Like, for example, in America we train January and February, March on sand in Florida or Aiken, just mm-hmm. crushed up rock. <laughs> this time of the year is good, April, May, and then it's rock hard till September. Yeah. Then it's nice, September, you know, and so compared to England where it's just soft beautiful turf all year round you know and so i mean we're forced to compete and and to train and run on hard rough ground and and obviously if your horse is in europe the conditions are better suited to horses so i think that's one huge thing that um we've got to take into account and then the next thing we've got to take into account is be humble enough to hear what max is saying and not say, uh, "What are you talking about, Maxi? Shut your mouth." Is be hang on, are we running them too much? Are we training them too hard? Are we going too fast at the preparation events? Is our training right, wrong, or improved? You know, and that's, I think that's even the very best in the world's got to be open minded enough to say, "Hang on, can I do it better?" Yeah. You know, and and I think I would hope to believe that I'm one of those people that is it could be good enough to always evolve you know and i think in the last year or two i'm doing better things better than i used to do you know and I've been at it for a while you've got to
1: mention that year when you when you got injured over the winter that kind mm-hmm. of hiatus exactly
0: yeah yeah and it was interesting i mean yeah I it's mean, easy
1: to kind of almost compete or train year-round now yeah and it's the hard yeah uh, exactly
0: and i think that too you've got to train the owners too that the horses don't need to be competing three times a month, you know. town yeah.
1: Albertown uh, one Kentucky mm-hmm. and kind of just kind of coasted a couple of events. And he he never did been. one
0: intermediate. Philip did one one horse trial in February. The rest of the time he just cross-country schooled here. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's where we've got to be brave. Not every horse needs three runs or four runs before a major contest. And, and you got to also not have one set way of doing things, I think. You know, you've got to... Um look at your horse and try and say, okay, well, what's the what would be ideal for this horse? You know, Long There's Island a T's a bit green, he needed more runs going to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Sester legs a bit more seasoned, he just needs a couple, you know. That's awesome. It's yeah. uh and that's why it's a, it's a bit of a mind game too, and like the same with your training, it's very easy. You know, with the list of horses I got in the morning to go through and everything, do dressage. You know, but like some need more fitness. Some need to jump twice a week. Mm-hmm. Some need more cross country schools. Some need, you know, some of the wild ones need to be ridden twice a day. You know, like <laughs> you know what I mean. And then yeah. also the younger horses that we need to ease off them. Let's back off and mm-hmm. give this on a break. And you know which which riders are struggling with their horse. Who needs you know like trying to not just be a factory. Yeah, you know. And I think that's. I'd hope to think that I'm that obsessed with it that um, it's not just monot- monotony.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Does Devander help you on your elite horses? Does he, like, if yeah. you're gearing up, does he help?
0: biggest you? thing I'll tell you about Devander helped me too is, like, he, when I first met him, when I first came the coach, I just thought he was a weirdo. Really?
3: Yeah, <laughs> like he'd just turn
0: up and he'd just be hanging around. I thought, I thought he was some sort of creep <laughs> but he's trying to see how we're doing things and then after a couple of weeks he said i want to have coffee with you a coffee and he's like what the heck are you doing really
1: and, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's like though He like, thought you knew what you were doing
0: yeah but like you said okay now on so he changed some stuff yeah like i used to just it was just a shitshow, shit show. <laughs> <laughs> turn up, ride one horse, take a phone call, ride one horse quickly, teach a lesson, ride one more horse, go meet the builder, go to the, you know yeah. like, and just, and then at the end of the day, it was getting late. We just had to bang through the last of them, you know, like, and so he said, "Okay, Boyd, from seven thirty to one is high performance time." I said, "What do you mean by that?" And he's like, "Okay, no phone calls." Put your phone away from seven to seven thirty to one. No meeting f- people for sponsors or construction or no one No interruptions. You, yeah. You do that after one. Mm-hmm. No teaching lessons. Like you teach a lesson, it can be in the afternoon, you know, you know, like in trying to trying to say, Okay, you've got to block off this hour to this hour, you've got to become awesome in this time. You gotta be absolutely one hundred percent focused, concentrating, absolutely indulged in what you're doing, and nothing can interrupt you. No one's allowed to come visit you. That's it. You know, and I gotta say that was that was huge of you know, and then after one o'clock. It's a shit show. Teach <laughs> am <laughs> <I'm>
3: teaching
1: lesson <laughs> time, oh my God, buddy.
3: <laughs> it's a it's a mess,
1: man. But Eric said one o'clock. So uh, yeah, one o'clock. <laughs> Don't come by after. It's one. over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the longer um, the daylight, just the more you fill in with that day. Yeah, you yeah. fill you fill every ounce of daylight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, what time but, do you come down to the barn? Mm-hmm. I mean, I try and get there seven 730. seven thirty. Seven seven
1: thirty, and then you keep a book.
0: Yeah, so I'd at, at that time. So all my guys get there at seven and then um, and then usually in the morning when I'm having coffee or whatever I just try and think through what where each what each horse needs to do and then figure out if anyone's got the day off and then you know I think uh, all of our horses basically have two riders on it a day and um, so that's good in a couple of ways is. I think it's really important for everyone that works here that they're sitting on a horse every day. Like even the worst rider or the newest person should feel part of it and involved and getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. And so when I say every horse gets worked every day and then I'd go hard day, easy day, hard day, easy day. So an easy day would be a walk 40 minutes, then me do dressage or what I call a walk and jog the farm for 40 minutes. So a rider would hop on the horse, hack it, trot it on the track a bit, walk on through the woods, trot it a bit. Walk, so the horse is sweating a little bit mm-hmm. and then I'd hop on and jump it. And so the horse, it usually gets to work for a bit over an hour and a half a day, but I might only be on it for half an hour, 40 minutes. Okay. And so every one that works for you is on these horses – and the horses are out of the stable, and they're they're enjoying themselves. They're hacking. They're on the hills. They're working a bit. They're doing something. And then when I hop on them, it's work time. And then then it's proper hard con- jumping cross country. And then um, then when we do the gallops, I've you know obviously got to try and um, you know the more uh the riders that have been here the longest we'd gallop in a group and so then i'd be in that every time i'd set the speeds and then each rider would be on a specific horse and so they know and the guys that have been here a long time joe brad mike though sophie and that that they know the exact times and the speeds and whatever so if i'm away last week at um kentucky you know i could tell them what horse we got a track here so we could tell them mm-hmm what speeds and, and i don't know i know because i've done it so many times they can do it spot on
1: what's amazing is joe joe is like a fault joe tells yeah. us nothing about what goes on here it's, it <laughs> that's, that's part of the deal you're, you're telling us way more than joe yeah. ever tells us <laughs> and the only reason i know there's a book is because i would go in the tack room on those times when i was yeah. hanging out with you know waiting for joe to get yeah. done riding but um yeah, that's, uh, it's amazing how much more info boy he is, but I guess he's yeah. the boss. Yeah, he's, he's the boss. <laughs> but that's great insight. You know, mm-hmm. um, I remember we had a horse and, you know, I think Robbie was riding him and it was like pony club. And it was like, he was jumping, jumping, uh-huh. jumping and a uh, big mistake. You know, we didn't realize yeah. that mm-hmm. all that jumping was so
0: yeah.
1: unnecessary. You know, how many days a week are your horses jumping? Uh,
0: the younger horses twice a week. And then the older horses that are a bit more there probably once a week.
1: And would that be uh, like twice a week would be a cross-country and a, and, a, and a show jump?
0: Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I've changed a bit too. Like this year or well, last year once Eric came on board is a, I'd do a day called jumping flat. And so it'd be a lot of poles on the ground, okay. cavaletties, trot poles, bouncers. And it's not jumping, so it's not hard on their legs, but it's the idea of jumping. So. Two poles on the ground, and we're cantering between at five strides. Then we're coming around six strides. Then we're coming around in seven strides. Leaving the mm. poles the same distance. Exactly. And you're adjusting. Yeah, no. okay. So it's it's what you know, working on the rideability of the horse. Um, obviously, it's not concussive to their legs, you know. And and then we'd I'd jump it two or three days later over fences, and hopefully some of that work. And then cross country. This time of the year basically I'd start doing it I only do it when the ground's good. Right, okay. So I wait I usually go with the weather. So I wait for a good rain and then the next two days after that would we'll cross country school the whole lot. And then like some of those ones are the good guys. I mean it'd be warming up over a few fences and I say, okay, we're gonna work on the coffin today and then that's it. You know, it's not like we're lucky here because we've got this cross country school. Where it's not like you put them on a trailer, go somewhere, and then you pay fifty bucks, and you got to jump every jump on the farm, right. so you feel right. like you get your money. Like those worth. suckers that are coming here. But yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're lucky. I mean, we could warm up a bit, and then say, okay, we want to, we're going to focus on a, on a water jump today. You know, like not try and do every jump on the farm, and but do it less, but more often. Gotcha. So, Beautiful. Yeah. So that's. I mean, there's a lot to it, and it's still I'm still learning too. That's um, mm-hmm. I mean the hardest things is obviously the getting the good horses and then probably the hardest thing is the, the staff you know like finding the, the right people that want to think like you that are prepared to I mean what's it now 752 I can promise you they're probably still out there now I'm sitting back here on the couch chatting to you <laughs> you know. but like it's a hard grind you know yeah. and now yeah. it's hard we're in like Finding people that want it that bad, are hungry that bad, that they're prepared to say, you know what, I'm going to miss my family dinner and the barbecue, and um, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's it's, but I mean that's the way I do it. Now, heaps of people do it differently and with good results. And you got to find who fits with you, right? Exactly. And I'm not God. Um, and this is my system. This is the way I do it. This is the way I've learnt it from my mentors and um, it works for me but there's other people that are equally as successful that are doing it differently and yeah. and and that that's good. And I'm um, you know and that's I don't know that way or that system, but this is what works that's for me. This the way you
1: know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, a young person just has a phone where, where they I've heard I've mm. talked to some people and they're like you're they working student. They don't clean stalls. So I'm thinking, whoa <laughs> like, yeah. wow but I mean that's uh, I don't know yeah, it's the whole
0: package for me too like it's obviously the big part's riding. but then I mean a lot of these kids are you know trying to you know when the owners have a dinner party or something they've all got to put a coat on and yeah. turn up mm-hmm. and and I mean but
1: you have of, some amazing owners yeah and yeah, they'll incredible. love to
0: see the, these guys do well yeah and you know, they, they know that they're these younger riders are part of the horse's training. Right. And, you know, and these kids are like if they want to be any good at this, they better learn how to, to be gracious and thankful yeah. and, and mm-hmm. if they get a chance to ride one of these horses, they better turn up at their dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's part of it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, um, I mean, I'm lucky because I enjoy that part of it too. You know, I, I don't, I, I think it's fun that, People that own the horses have the same passion I do and um, some of these kids. I mean, they, and that I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's good for these guys that work here to see that this is possible to do, to 100% make money out of eventing to, and have a good life. Wow. You know, and that's, that's my... That's what I'd like to see these guys understand is that everything generated here is from horses. Right. You know, there's not trust funds or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and they can see, you know, coming. you have, you mm-hmm.
1: have, uh, you know, Lillian next door. She yeah. worked for you at one time. Yeah, exactly. Know. We have uh, uh, Caitlin. 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 Caitlin Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. 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 we used to, you, you, you pawn Joe off on Caitlin early on in uh-huh. his training and. Whew, he had some rough horses for Caitlin. We, we <laughs> would pay Caitlin in Moscow mules and <laughs> beer. Uh, <yeah. laughs> those are the good old days.
0: <laughs> but, I, mean, I mean, I'm proud to say both those girls got a good career now. Oh, yeah. And Sarah like, Gabiner's yeah, doing well. Yeah, been around mean, Kentucky
1: twice.
0: I mean, all those guys, are, they did many years here working away, and mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're successful. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome.
2: hmm If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be?
0: Uh, Okay race horse i think that um that winks yeah uh, oh yeah awesome. i mean i mean that i mean that's a horse that tries mm-hmm. and that has that unbelievable will to win that's amazing yeah mayor um,
1: too um you imagine i mean each foal of hers is going to have to be worth like oh, so much Can you money. imagine and it's only one a year or whatever uh, it is one yeah. every are woof uh,
0: um uh, jumping horse, that Sapphire, you know. Oh, yeah, nice yeah, horse. Yeah. Uh, McLean Woodhead, had. Yeah. Devin,
1: that's the Sapphire, their, their big Grand Prix is the yeah. Sapphire Grand
3: Prix.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tressa, dressage, you know um, um, Brent, Brentano, uh, Brentina. Brent, oh, yeah, yeah, Brentina okay, yeah. Nice horse. Or the um, Vrleggo. V- 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 yeah, that's what v- Yeah, Lego. That's yeah. Lego. Lego, I v- yeah. It's, it throws its legs around eventing uh, horse um, I don't know um, I think that uh, that Narayo of Andrew Nicholson looked like a great cross country horse It oh, was a cool horse I mean but obviously piloted by one of the best ever cross country riders so who knows if it was that good but like it just <laughs> looked like a beast you know have looked- you met Andrew Nicholson yeah pretty yeah. cool guy real good guy
1: that's the silver fox right yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: incredible rider though Oh yeah, and, and, oh, yeah. And unbelievable horseman too. Like you'd ask him any question about anything and he'd know something. You know what I what you know what I reckon would be hard? What's that? Say you were Eric that was the coach of the New Zealand team, and you got Mark Todd, uh, Andrew Nicholson. <sighs> legends, yeah. And then a couple other rock stars like Jock Pageant and Tim Price. Oh, like, yeah. And you're trying to tell them what to do. Yeah. It's like come on. <laughs> yeah. You just be like, boys, the bus gets here at the same time oh that's,
1: that's uh i never even thought about it like that yeah
0: yeah i mean it goes but all say eric telling philip how to ride cross country which he it, i mean they've got such mutual respect but you know like it's interesting what you know at the championship walking the course you know eric's the coach and then he'd Glance at Philip to see if he had something <laughs> yeah. else to add, but I get take my to Philip too. Like, he gives the coach 100% respect, that's awesome. And, uh, like, you'd think that Eric uh, Philip was new on the team, like, that's he, all, wow. do you know what I mean? Like, he's a real team guy, like, he's not the guy, the rock star that's been to seven Olympics and just whatever. <laughs> mm. Yeah,
1: that was amazing. that that Wellington that we were at had William Fox Pitt, Joe was grooming for William Fox Pitt, Mark Todd is in the you know, next aisle over with the Kiwis. Yeah. I mean and he's a racehorse trainer. Yeah. I mean the guy's um, good. Yeah. The guy's incredible.
2: His I, his horse raced, how did, he, yeah. how did
0: he, it how it was how a dud in the lot, in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, but and the race okay. before it went really good second. I mean,
1: what a guy. And he's I mean he's no mm.
0: spring chicken, so yeah. he's, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: And the Kiwis, he's like a sir, right? He's like a knight or something. Yeah. So the Kiwis, they're they're in good graces with Great Britain, but the but the Australians. No, I aren't think
0: right? uh, he got like knighted in England. Okay. Yeah. By like one of the princes
1: or something, Prince Harry or something. Uh, that's okay. great. <laughs> that's for you, boy. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know him so real free. well.
0: Are you honest no. Don't know him that well.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So last question would be: Do you have any good luck or superstitions before an event?
0: Uh superstitions. My only one is like I um on yeah, I just I don't drink alcohol for about three or four months before a championship. And uh Yeah. That's
1: it. No alcohol three or four months before a championship. So that's so that's when you're on a team?
0: Yeah, when I get picked for a team.
1: Doesn't have anything no, four or five stars
0: doesn't Well I say I do that now for five stars. But, gotcha. Yeah. Oof. Mm. It's kind of tough, mm, yeah. Tough for me.
1: Funny, though, <laughs> yeah, it it's, a, it's good though, because <laughs> that's my, that's yeah. my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: borderline alcoholic at other times. So. Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. Mm. That's not funny. Yeah.
2: So, do you have any advice for a young rider that wants to make it in this sport?
0: The biggest thing I'd say is watch, you know, like mm-hmm. it. you can pay for as many riding lessons as you like, but actually. Going to a show and s- standing there, if you have got ten minutes spare, watch, watch the good people in the warm up. Watch your Philip Dutton warm up in the cross country, or you know, watch th- what what are the good guys doing in the ring? You know, like and I think that would be and same you know when you're training with a, a good person is it's not really the that forty minute riding lesson you get. It's more watching mm-hmm. what they're doing. How they're taking care of their horses, how they're warming their horses up, preparing them for the event, how they're riding in the moment. Do you still find yourself doing it? Absolutely. Yeah. Got to. You have to. And still quizzing him like last week at Kentucky. I was in the press conference chatting away with Tim Price because he was warming his horse up in the show jumping with a placing rail in front of the warm-up vertical, you know. And like, I couldn't figure out why he was doing it, you know.
1: So you say, hey, huh. what's it's, that about?
0: Yeah. What do you say? Well, he's basically trying to get the horse using its shoulder and its front end. Like its ho- he said, his horse's legs didn't come up naturally. So he's trying to get it in the habit of making a good shape. So over, even just, over, okay. and last, and over, just yeah. that
1: last couple of seconds of muscle yeah, memory. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Huh. So you think you'll maybe adapt that for a horse that does maybe, that? Maybe, yeah. How about that? That's Who knows? cool. Hey, man. Yeah.
0: You know? You never know, rhymes. man.
1: It's working for us. So. It's a. This is a wise man's game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is. A, it's just another tool in the toolbox.
0: Yeah, this is. A, this is. A, you know, there's so many little things in this sport. You know, it's not just the best rider or the best horse. You know, it's it's uh, who can you know get the best out of their horse mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, and the thing is, there's always going to be a person that's got a better horse than you. There's always going to be someone that's got more money than you. There's always going to be someone. It's got the fancier truck, or you know, like that. Yeah. You're, you're gonna get out out maneuvered by yeah. everyone, and and it comes down to that. You know, on game day, can you can you? Someone's always gonna have a nicer, fancier horse. You yeah. Know? But it's, that's this funny got- Buck
1: when we interviewed Buck. Buck said very similar thing. He said, you know, when you get really good, everybody's rich. Meaning, yeah. you know, you might have to get 13 owners. Yeah. But that horse is a yeah. rich person's horse. You know, yeah. that horse yeah. took yeah. a lot of money and. uh, yeah, you know, it was just kind of interesting insight. Like, hey, it's you, you know, as a young writer, if you got wealthy parents and stuff like that, sure. well, hey, that's all wonderful. But uh as you get older. I actually
0: think that's funny. I think that's actually harder in a, a weird kind of way. Having wealthy parents. Uh-huh. Well, Joe doesn't have wealthy parents. Does yeah. <laughs> it
1: doesn't look like he's having these <laughs> I'll
0: tell you why that is that it's um for the the Obviously, when they're a young rider, it's awesome. That's the ultimate sponsor. But then they've got to make this transition to being a professional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's a hard 180 flip over. Yeah. You know, like when they say they're 23, 24, 25, whatever, and they say, okay, now I'm going to be a professional. Yeah. Like. It's it's, yeah, it's it's that's a tough. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like how how do you get an owner? Yeah, how does an owner be attracted to someone that looks like they've got it made? Yeah, or instead of thinking
1: about that as your six and seven. how
0: do you make money all of a sudden when you've just been spending money?
1: Were you were you of of money at all? I mean, I know your parents were no good. Opinions.
0: I mean, a good upbringing, mate. Good good um good good family upbringing. Um, I wouldn't say mega wealthy or anything. When like was the that, last but,
1: horse that they helped you
0: buy? Um probably true Blue Tuesday. Oh, so, okay. so, I mean I was lucky. I mean I had a good good leg up. I mean in the sense of um parents helping me push me towards what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't never ever ever in my life did I ever like you know how everyone goes to university? Mm-hmm. N- not once at dinner did we ever talk about college or university. Not one of my teachers ever mentioned that. I did. <laughs> it was just, I've become a working student.
1: <laughs> like when That's I was right. 17. It like, was just Heath Ryan. Did you ride with Heath before you went to go move into the bunkhouse? No, no. But just, I knew wow. who he was. He man. was just like the top guy in the He's country. The man. You mm. know, there's a funny video I share it every once in a while and I love it. And I, I, we'll start winding things down soon. Cause it's been, a, we don't want to hold you up too long, but, You're right, bro. but, uh, he does this great video and I've shared it a couple of times where he just goes through the paces in dressage uh-huh. and it's the most, uh, simplistic yet precise, like explanation of each gate. Uh-huh. And like, he talks about, uh, picking up the right canner lead. Uh-huh. And he says, you know, the outside leg goes back and your outside leg goes, Hey, you down there <laughs> 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 canner. And, uh, you know, with that great accent. And it's just like, wow. Like,
0: he must have been a great teacher. A yeah, good, a really good guy, and like nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're a young kid, like I couldn't imagine anyone better to look up to. You know, like just f- if I, I mean, they kept on drug testing him because really, <laughs> 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 he just looked like a, a methamphetamine. Oh, so my gosh. And like seven days a week from five in the morn, you know, and the, the farm he had with us, probably three or four hundred horses there. Wow. And he did not wow. all. He rode at the Olympics dressage, eventing, breaking breaking horses in. I mean.
1: I love, I I saw the video of him and he's like, we're Australian and we fight and we go. And I just love that. Like, it's a very, I feel like that Australian, um, at least the way he explained it, I've never been Mm -hmm. there. But it seemed like the Australian kind of uh, uh, mentality is what I feel is the American mentality of a a fighter. A
0: A little bit of a chip on the shoulder. yeah. 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 Yeah, and for sure. And I think in a weird kind of way, Rob, is, is coming from, a, you know, and I see it a little bit in Woodsy, Philip, Dom, maybe Clayton a bit, is you come to this country, I think in a weird kind of way, sometimes a little bit easier if you're an immigrant. But like you turn up here and you got the only reason you come here is for one reason, and that's horses. And there's no fallback plan turned up here and you got to make it happen yeah. yeah there's no turning around doing something different or there's no family helping you out if things don't work out like yeah. you and and in a week and away it's a, a good place to be in the sense of you you know uh, uh, barn burnt down a couple of years ago like and they go how did you go on all this shit like there was no choice. Like I'm not going yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going like, home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, no, I really don't have the money to go yeah, home either. Yeah, like that, we got to figure this out right now.
1: Wow, you
0: know, and, and I, the American
1: people got behind you
0: absolutely. And, got and, and I got to say, I love America. This is the greatest country in the world because they. So, Evie, do you know have you ever heard of the tall poppy syndrome? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's one thing I don't like about Australia. Tall poppy syndrome. It's tall poppy syndrome. So when you got a tall poppy in the farmlands in Australia, they cut it down. Okay. So if you're in Australia, if you say I want to be that, I want to be an Olympic gold medalist, you have a lot of people going, ah, sh- who do you think you are. Sh-? Really? Yeah. And in America, you say I want to be an Olympic gold medalist. They, go, oh
1: yeah, man, we're behind mm-hmm. you, baby. Really? And huh. I,
0: I love that about America. Do you
1: see a Heath Ryan? Has he gotten that?
0: Like, now, a, No, no. Uh, Heath Ryan was definitely not tall poppy. But okay. the bulk of tall Like I remember in Australia when I rode at an event once and I had four horses entered, which in Australia was a lot. Okay. And there was another. this, So it
1: made you look like you were top, top dog? I player. had a
0: lot of horses there. And then there's this lady that said, oh, who are you trying to be? Mark Todd. Uh. And I remember thinking to myself, Yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 what's wrong with that, right? <laughs> That's
0: the mentality, you know right. what I mean? And, and uh, what, the thing I love about America is, is you know, you say, okay, well, I want to, you know, especially with these horses, yeah, you know, like guys, we, we want to go to the Olympics and we want to medal for this country. Yeah. We're with you. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Or when we went to our banker, um, Lydia Bartholomew, National Bank of Malvern, with this schoolhouse next door, we want to buy this and turn it into a stable. We're with you, Boyd. Let's do it. Let's that's go for cool. it. You know? oh, that's awesome. And um, that um, I love that mentality, you know, and that's uh, special to America. And I'll say this about mm. Dom Stream.
1: You kind of mentioned him being, you know, hard worker and stuff, right? You know, Dom, that bully, that horse that he just took around Kentucky.
0: Oh, it was a yak, mate. That horse Absolute yak. Stood on his back. Oh, man. I, like I never it was forget. Natural. It. He used to bring it over my place here. Long line. Long-line Long line the bus, yeah. Long line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were here for one of your jumpers and we, and we were talking about driving around the field long our Our older son Robbie worked for them when they first moved uh-huh. uh, uh, when they moved away from across the street yeah and uh so we knew Dom and Jimmy a little bit, you know again, we paid them with beer and stuff, and uh Next thing you know, we're talking to Jimmy. She goes, oh, wait till you see this horse coming down. We're like, oh, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, you'll see when he comes. You'll see. (laughs) And here's Dom behind him driving him.
0: Yeah. Hats off to him because that thing was a yak. And And, and, who would have had the… And then last night we were over at Woodsy's place watching the videos from you. Mm -hmm. It looks like the real deal. It's yeah. amazing. Like it, it looks like a big, strong. I have a photo. Like you'd go think. all day. Like a, you had a 20 minute course, you'd go, you know? I yeah. tell people, my favorite photo of Dom I
1: took, <laughs> which is <laughs> kind of funny. Like it's a little pal in the back, but it's a great picture of him at Fairhill after the sunken road. They come uh-huh. up through the sunken road and he's just galloping and that horse is, every muscle yeah. is popped. And, you know, Dom, he rides with every, all his energy in his face. Yeah. And it was impressive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, you know, yeah. He's a good guy and he's a hard worker. And I know that, uh,
0: it hasn't been easy for them. Neither of them. It's not easy for anyone, Rob. It's it's. I don't know. Like but they don't, a, they're, they're, they're not public a, about the. Top there's part. this thing called the uh, "poor me" syndrome. This mm-hmm. is my theory. It's like poor me. I can't get any help. I can't get any horses. I can't get any. Help. And it, I mean, in a in a weird kind of way, everyone's got it a bit. You know, like in the sense of probably amongst
1: yourselves, your peers. Maybe, yeah, a little bit.
0: And then some people are poor me and. That they think that that's how they attract business, where people oh, really feel okay. sorry for them. They nah, pull the me, I can't yeah, get no. you know, and and it, it might work when you're 17 and you're trying to go to Bamington the first time and you have a fundraiser or something. But eventually you got to stand on your own two feet and say, right, this is who I am, right. this is my business, this is what I do, and yeah. you can't be like um, sort of pulling on people's emotions yeah. to help you yeah. out, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got to say it's a a very, very hard thing coming from another country because in the other country, like me and Silver, we had a good business and then to start from zero again and same with Woodsy or like Philip apparently turned up America 3000 bucks That's all he had. And I I think, I mean, he doesn't tell me. I don't think he's a multimillionaire now. Like if you think about it. Really? If you think about it, like… Farm, yeah, house, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't count
1: I have, mm-hmm. a, I, I, um, still
0: works like a dog. To yeah. Me. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I have
1: like, I don't count other people's money, yeah. and I, I, it's just something I, I've just never done because it would drive me crazy if I did. Yeah, you know, and you just don't know how much, uh you know, someone can look at you and say, "Well, Boyd's a multi-millionaire." I mean, he's got a, f- <laughs>
0: you know, you count up how oh, much. Yeah, is I think I owe two and a half. At the <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Uh, silver won't divorce me because yeah, it costs her too much no, she wanted to pay more
1: <laughs> so i think we'd like to talk to silver too because uh it'd be fun to kind of get her perspective of uh
0: she's been kato and all this you know like uh yeah pretty lucky you know um to have her you guys got an because i was i was i was a loose unit when i was young <laughs> you know what i mean like and uh and having uh having silver I mean, it's chalk and cheese too, isn't it? Like the she, German dressage rider. Right. Do you think she yeah. actually
1: grounds you? Like, Absolutely. Do you I think mean, you'd be like... Yeah. Up? Yeah. I mean, you ever I, have crazy American women just kind of straight up throwing themselves at you? Funny you
0: say that. Like I, <laughs> I, I've heard that uh, some other people ask me that as well. And honestly, never. Really? And then um, the other ones like um, like people in your workplace, like... It, I've, ne- I mean, a part of it's never been put in a, never put in a position where it'd be like that. But the other thing too is like I'd never, and I learnt this in Australia, I'd never hang out with these guys that work for me.
1: Gotcha. Like it's just not your
0: number one thing. Mm-hmm. But like in a weird kind of way, like I think there's got to be that, that, that line of that. I'm sure that probably tonight they're going to the pub tonight, and. Like, but tomorrow morning we better be there at seven. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't come over here for dinner. We don't hang out. Maybe at Christmas time we'll have a drink together, but that's it. You know, mm-hmm. like, then there's, we're not, I don't know, I care for them, but we're not friends. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it but does. I mean, I, and I love them, but I, I'm not going to show it. You know, I like, do feel
1: like old, oh, I feel like Boyd's like, uh, like a, that crazy uncle for Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you see our son more than we do, yeah. and about everything he, uh, his entire wardrobe
0: is boys, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, same size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not weird, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but there's got to be that line too that that. But no, um, I think there's definitely is, is We're not hanging out at night. No, there's nah, and definitely yeah. If you're late for work, it's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Whip not because it's not because we're the bloody. What's that pub up the road, the Whipped Tavern, the night before, you know? No, right. not together, that's for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's tricky, man. It's a.
1: Uh, oh, you're still the boss.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm so glad and thankful and happy. That's I awesome. mean, and it's still a, it's still hard work and struggle, but I I mean, I'm also the. I could make my life a lot easier too. <laughs> <laughs> Stop borrowing all this money to right. buy all this shit. <laughs> hey, you know, I like
1: coming here and seeing all the cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah the yeah. track opens up, we get a little barbecue, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah It's a, always fun. No, it's, it's a, America's been a, um, incredible. I mean, I, 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 when I, we decided Silver and I decided to come to America. It the best thing we ever did. You know, because that's a
1: crazy thing. A German lands in Australia, yeah. marries you, and comes over here. Yeah, that's just wild. You convinced her. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Australia. I mean, it's uh it's remote. I mean, uh, the reason we why we left Australia is it was it was remote.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to you're disconnected from the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, the hardest thing too was actually changing nationality. That was
1: was it uh, tough? Well, yeah. it couldn't have been tough for you with an American mom, right?
0: little bit i mean imagine growing up in a country and watching your football team and your cricket team and and yeah. everyone at school wanting to play for the uh, the country or go to the olympics for their country mm-hmm. that was uh um,
1: that that would be tough that's that's yeah. a tough thing like i'm a homer I'm, yeah yeah i live in maryland now but i still root for the eagles you yeah know, all the philadelphia teams yeah i am hey i love the fact you're an eagles guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing yeah. every Christmas we try to buy some Eagle stuff for the kids yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. try to indoctrinate yeah. them up yeah I know they've been
0: going good too the last couple of years i
1: uh, loving it I've, I had to suffer through it you just kind of yeah. waltz on in Oh, was, doing- yeah. oh the first couple of years suck <laughs> yeah. Chip Kelly oh. get rid of him I was oh. so happy when they hired him, and I thought, oh, he's – that's it. we're He's gonna win. a dud,
0: though. Oh, he's terrible. And they had a couple of Aussie rules kickers for a while. Yeah.
1: I think he's still on the team. The one guy – uh, They had the
0: Sav Rocco. He was – Yeah. That yeah. was early on. He was good. And then they have a – And uh, there's uh, a new one. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's, like, playing tackle or something. I don't know. I think he should be, like, a fullback runner. Mm. Karen, what else do we have? Do we have that, any That's else? it. So – uh Man, this is awesome, boy. Yeah. We're gonna start winding things down, buddy. Yeah. 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 Hey, by the yeah. way, uh, we always end up with sponsors and stuff, but we'll we'll run through your list of sponsors. But hey, this is what's kind of cool, Karen. We share a we all we both got a new sponsor at the same time. Yes. High low fit got a hold of Boyd, got you to be sponsored. I think mm-hmm. they. I think they sponsor you to get to us, Boyd. I'm just yeah, saying. That, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Then they reach out and say, "We heard you were friends with Boyd," and uh, <laughs> yeah. so this, this episode is sponsored uh, in part with uh, not only our main and but with Hyla Fit. So we're teammates, Boyd.
0: That's it, man. <laughs> you, n- you need to put one on yourself. There, you oh, oh man, it's been pretty cool though. That, My heart. Um, so anyone listening, Hyla uh, Fit. Um, is a uh, an app on your phone or or on your watch? Actually, you can tell your horse's heart rate, which I think's pretty. It's interesting actually looking mm-hmm. back. I do use it; at shows too. Really? Yeah.
1: Are you, are you finding it useful with the training? And the- you know,
0: training is the most important thing for me. It's like so. We want to try and when we're galloping a horse, get it up to two hundred beats per minute, and seeing how quickly we can or how fast we need to go to get it up there. So, gotcha. Yeah.
1: How about that? Hey, one, one last quick question. I know I told you we're winding down. Uh, the, the cool down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some studies now that says that after like a long gallop, a horse <clears throat> will come up more sound, less lactic acid if they trot for a bit. Yeah. But with the we get done. We kind of go mm-hmm. from a gallop to a canner to a trot to hopping off and yeah. icing them. Do you have yeah. an opinion on that? I mean,
0: i try and land in like canter, then trot for a bit, and then get off them. That's it. I mean, I think cantering and stopping is no good. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just
1: wonder how. Like, uh, sometimes I wonder about that. Just the sudden icing of of a muscle that's just been all that blood pumping to it. Like, I just yeah. I mean, it's a
0: tricky thing because, I mean, I think as competitors, we want to do the best we can for our horse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like. I said them five to- like five times in the like better off wrapping them up and go to sleep yeah. you know let them lie a down. little bit of blood yeah. to the area is not yeah. a bad thing mm. it's <laughs> tricky it's tricky. I mean it's uh, I'm guilty if if a little bit's good then a lot's better <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> that's
0: me yeah so it's uh, it's it's funny i mean the the good thing i think with technology now is i think we're we're getting better educated of what's re- what really works gotcha you know and in in everything you know and i think that's um can only make us all better so.
1: awesome awesome well at the end of the episode we'll we'll mention all the sponsors we'll run yeah. through we always like to yeah. do that but it's been a long episode and we don't want to hold you up too much longer uh, because,
0: it's been you know, good mate i yeah uh, awesome enjoyed it awesome thank you yeah, so much and thank, thank you. you
1: this you know boyd uh not to get sentimental but i uh, let have, it all out to i'm gonna hold back to tears i promised myself i wouldn't <laughs> cry I promise myself that you have been you have you have been so wonderful to our son, and, and mm-hmm. we see what you do with him, um, even though he doesn't tell us a lot. Well, yeah. we, 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 we you know what what we see, and uh, we just can't thank you enough for, for yeah, how well you've enjoyed you.
0: yeah. enjoyed every minute. I I enjoy this uh, process with these younger guys coming through, and uh, like I said before, I think part of part of my satisfaction is obviously producing horses, winning competitions, and then also seeing this circle of people that have um, come into our life be successful because it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's so easy to just sit around and do nothing, you know, and to, to actually go out there and do something with your life is a huge, huge step and um, and I know, you know, I, I've sort of done the job they're doing and I know how hard, it, how much work it is and how much sacrifice and how much loss of freedom they mm-hmm. put themselves in and um so greatly appreciate it so.
1: yeah we yeah. we 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 uh we're greatly appreciative of oh, yeah, everything you've done oh, yeah, there's so much behind the scenes that we wouldn't say yeah. out loud but you you know what you've done yeah you probably mm-hmm. forgot a lot about what you did. But, <laughs> but we there should
0: hit too many concussions
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've given joe one of them yeah. <laughs> yeah. he fell off yesterday too yeah, yeah, hey, he he, uh, <laughs> yeah, we heard. But you I'm know fine, three-year-old? He laughs about it. He, he yeah. you know, he's got that. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of Uncle Boydies. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's all right.
0: <laughs> so thanks a lot for this. Yeah, answer, thank everybody. you. Well, thank you. I
1: enjoyed talking great. to you guys. And because the interview went so long, we didn't want to, you know keep going and on and on about this, mm-hmm. the sponsors, but we always like to highlight the sponsors. So we like to thank Boyd's sponsors as well as our joint sponsor, Karen. Yes. So, Hilo fit. Hilo fit. Hilo fit. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else do we have there that was sponsoring Boyd?
2: We have magic. Equipe, keep eco gold, Charles Owen helmets Atwood equestrian surfaces, Ariat Purina smart pack equine. Steuben, Brook USA, and Horizon Structures.
1: Awesome. Well, go out there and support those guys. And again, thank mm-hmm. you Hilo Fit for sponsoring us on this episode.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers!